it's not connected yet. <coughs> oh, I see. I'm on the Wiseness just, page. It just came up. Did it, did? Did it just come up? Okay. So let's see, share you it. know what's funny? I'm, I'm looking at it, but I don't see it go. in the... Uh, I don't see it in the... Uh, what's it called? In the YouTube. video stream. Which is strange. I can't even... Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Okay. Um, you're right. Something is off with this. Well, YouTube is showing now, but... Yeah, YouTube I could see... Facebook just came on. No, Facebook I was on because I shared it mm-hmm. to a bunch of channels. So. How about Instagram? Uh, Instagram, no. Instagram, no. Okay, so it's a night just popped up on, on uh, what's it called? Uh, Facebook. So I mean on YouTube. So pe- a lot of people are going to end up joining. Okay. Uh, <sighs> happy Monday, everybody. TGIM. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. Um, I want to thank Ani Simonian for taking time out of her Monday to rejoin us on the podcast. Third time. For the third time. But she um, was scheduled when originally? She was scheduled a, the day of the the day of the attacks on proper Armenia. I believe so, the thirteenth. Yeah, it was, it was the thirteenth. So it, it it's funny, you know, we were scheduled. The show was scheduled. Everything was ready to go, and then I get a call, you know, from Ani, and you know, we went back and forth. We discussed it. We said, okay, do you think it's a good idea to actually do the show? with everything going on and you know uh you were in armenia at the time greece yes i was or in greece Greece. i'm sorry you were in greece at the time edgar and i were going to be hosting you and you know all three of us decided i think it would be proper to basically reschedule which we did did. um i'm glad you did because now i'm here (laughs) so and you literally flew out to armenia how many days later I flew out on the 19th. So about six days later, you flew out to Armenia. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's introduce Ani for those of well, our viewers who are not, who don't know who Ani Simonian is. Well, he, the both of us knew Ani, know Ani different ways. Yes. So I know Ani through, through uh, American Savings Financial. Real estate. In the real estate <laughs> and lending industry. So Ani and I have known each other for, well, since I've been in the business, about 13 years now. And... That's where we met. We've done transactions together, smooth transactions, no issues, no no. Well, speed bumps. You got you got to say speed bumps because Expected, no, right? Yeah, no. If you if you <laughs> ever tell me that every single transaction goes smooth, even if it's with a friend, that friend will eventually call you during like a contingency period. Like, hey, listen, you know, get well, you want to go ahead and remove those contingencies, yeah. and then it's like it's like a jab kind of thing. I thought we were friends, you know. Yeah. But anyways, at uh, one time you remove it. It's done. Something goes up. Absolutely. Sour, right? Oh, my. You have no idea. They go Lisa Carr. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a new you, I wanted a new, post yeah. on Instagram with them. I wanted a new car in front of the new house. So what do you have to do <laughs> now? Well, you either pay off the car or pay off the house. Pick one. <laughs> but anyway, so you, uh, we know each other through Amer- house, uh, American, American Savings, Savings Financial. And then Armund. Go ahead. You well, tell uh, Ani, I've, I've known... In the industry as well, because I used to be in the mortgage industry back in early 2000s until 2008 mm-hmm. or so. But prior to that, I've known Avani because our families go back generations. Generations? <laughs> that far back. Generations. We were just talking about yeah, that. <laughs> at least at least I know our, our, our dads were, lived in the same area of Iran. But I'm sure probably 
grandparents as well because my my grandfather in Iran had a very famous um like a kebab house type of thing mm. place and everybody knew him because everybody would go to Arsene Popik's place to <laughs> eat kebab oh. so uh, somehow I'm sure our grandparents probably sure yeah it's a small world man it is I mean, it is uh, especially with the Armenian community and Armenian culture you, you sit and talk with an Armenian who's even lived remotely close to a building of yours Next thing you know, it's like, oh, we're third cousins or second cousins yeah. or somebody knows somebody from somewhere. So, uh, I mean, it's unfortunate after the uh, after the genocide, we were scattered all over the world. But, you know, I, I've said it before and Saroyana said it as well. When an Armenian goes to another community, another culture, wherever it is, they create another little Armenia for themselves. And we have Armenians in France and Germany and Austria, Argentina, which is... Surprising as All well. All over the place. All over the place. We're everywhere. Uh, Saroyan says when to meet. To meet. We create, we create Armenia, Armenia again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Uh, so you ended up going to Armenia Well, six days later. I did. But you had been to Armenia several times prior to that yes. as well. Yes. Um, before we get into current events, were you in Armenia during the first war? Yes. So first and foremost, I really want to take this time to be in gratitude with you gentlemen. Uh, I believe in gratitude. I believe in being grateful for wherever you are, whatever you are, whoever you're with. And uh, in a time like this, uh, in these times, you know, this 22 year and where we live and all the confusion around, not only in California, but in, in our country and in the world, uh, I take great honor when I sit around people that are stable, that are at least have their lives at some level stable. I, I like to be specific and say stable because uh, raising a family these days and raising, um, you know, keeping things stable, it really is become more work than yeah. uh, we anticipated, I think, or, or maybe our parents didn't yeah. think of it as much as, but, <laughs> but yes. Um, well, some would question my mental stability for wearing this hat but you know i love your hat <laughs> and i love your hat and i had no idea you were wearing the, the, pro the problem with my hat is that when you look at it from the back you think it's his hat but it's not well let's keep america great okay i'm down for that that's racist I, I, the, the fact I that am. somebody could like for, forget about the fact that it's associated with trump it's racist keep america great what's wrong with like, that the fact that if this triggers you you shouldn't be living in America. Right. End of story. I don't care who you support. You voted for Biden or Hillary or Trump or whoever you're going to vote come 2024. The fact that if this triggers you, you really... Shouldn't <laughs> be here. You need to reconsider we your... Have, <laughs> we have relatives that have been living here in this beautiful country, okay, for the past 25 years. And until today, when they sit down, again, they rave about Russia and how... What a great country it is. Again. It is or I mean, was? Is, is. Is. Today is. They live here. Now. They benefit. They, they bear the benefits here. So they're not one they, of the old school communist. I'm talking about like in their late 40s. Okay. These are people in their late 40s. Okay. Maybe 50s. And what I what my father keeps telling him is, why aren't you going back to Russia and living there? It's so great. What are you doing here? So 
you know, again, goes back to gratitude. You've had the opportunity to be here. And if you were, you had the opportunity, opportunity to be in wherever you are, being a gratitude state. But yes, I am grateful to be here in America. Let's keep America great. Yes. I believe that in wholeheartedly. And um, to answer your question, yes, I um, I was, as the previous show, I was in uh, the Artsakh uh, 44, uh, not in, but I was in Armenia during that period. And You were in France on your way to Armenia I was right, on my when, way, yeah. right when the war started, I right? Yes, I landed, I landed uh, in... Um, in France, I got a message from my Artsakhti friend saying, go back, war has started. And then I decided not to go back, and I decided to stay in France. And then within two days, I ended up going to Armenia. And I want to talk about that very profoundly, because I don't know how the show is going to open uh, or transpire, but I, I do believe it's going to bear a lot of fruits. Um, I went in, I got there in Armenia after two, three days, being confused, and so have you. My Artakti friend sat right across me, said, you're here. Okay, now you get your ticket, you're going back. That night, I couldn't sleep. First of all, I already had the pressure from home. You know, my parents are worried, come back home, my kids are worried, everybody is worried about me coming home and being safe. Typical Spurka High Syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. we are papuk mezatsats. Yeah. So then, uh, then that night, I had to do real thinking, kind of go back to my roots, go back to my great-grandmother's and father's journey that they went through, bitlis through the caravan to get to Armenia. This is my mom's side. And that they had to start life all over again. And I made a conscious decision. And that decision was, if something were to happen to me, I am just like those people in there. I am just like my people. I'm going to stay here. And literally, I made a conscious decision. So he came back the next day, hoping that I had already packed up and got my tickets. And this is an Artsakhti man, okay? Artsakhti men, those that don't know, they're very manly men. You know, they're there because that's the demographic they grew in, you know, grew up in. He came and very calmly said, did you get your tickets? I said, no, I'd like you to sit down, please. And he sat down. <laughs> Let me elaborate. I said, let me explain <laughs> to you something. <laughs> I said, what made you more luckier or blessed to be in this land during this time and serve your country and be part of this country? So with all the respect, I, you can please head out and go to war wherever you're going to be going because he was going to go. I said, leave me alone. I will decide what I'm doing with my life. I got to tell you, he wasn't expecting. He goes, you know, he goes, I was thinking you're spurka high. You have your routine set, you know. And so. You're already at the airport. You know, you're at the airport, panicking, freaking out, you know. Um, And that became the beginning of this journey for me. Um, It was the best thing that happened to me that I stayed there during those, those few weeks. How many weeks were you there for? I was there for three and a half weeks. Yeah, and uh, it was a painful three and a half weeks, but it, it made me who I am today. I mean, I don't know. You guys know me from before and now. Would you say I'm a little bit more graceful? And if it's negative, don't say anything. No, you've, <laughs> no. you've, you've become... Uh, your attachment to Armenia, I, I know you were always patriotic, but since the war... It's different. It's, it's on a whole different level. Like your, your commitment to Armenia... Um, your resilience has gone up even more so. And and you've always been a strong woman from what I can remember. You've always been very entrepreneurial and business-oriented and family-oriented, but 
since that trip, I've and you know we've we've had a lot of discussions you and I over the last two years. It's it's gone on to a whole different level. Yeah, you see it, you feel it, and it's funny when you were live in Armenia and you were talking, and I, and I said it as well. I'm like, Ani, I could see it in your eyes. There's just something else, yeah, like just glistening about you know you wholeheartedly just dumping out your feelings right on the right on the table in front of everybody. Yeah, no fear. No, no, I'm no. I'm not no. scared. I'm I, not scared. I, I actually see you living there seasonally, probably. I do. I do. I see it too. That's why I started my business there. I had my back off. I have my back office there. I'm working on other endowers. Um, I. That's why I took my kids in July, and that's why I took my parents. I mean, my parents have gone to Armenia like ten times already, so it's not like I took my parents, but I wanted them to have an experience through my eyes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do. You know, right now it's a little challenging for me because uh, not so, but it is. You know, we have an amazing business here that's doing great. And my clients, surely, but for sure, including agents and brokers, are learning that they can contact me even when I'm in Armenia. So this past couple of trips, I've done a lot of transactions, started and finished while I'm in Armenia. I mean, we we opened it up, we closed it, everything yeah. was smooth sailing, kind of bumpy, but like everything else sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's never a smooth ride. Um, and then with the kids, too, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenging act sometimes because I do miss them. But that's where my amazing ex-husband comes in. So <laughs> I can't be any more grateful. Be good to your ex-husband and wife. Yeah. Be good. Your <laughs> ex-husband is the father of father your of my three kids, kids yeah. right? Yeah. 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 Babysitting. Yeah, yeah. I want to clarify just in case some people don't know. <laughs> because some people may call their ex-husbands, hey, you want to babysit my kids? Fuck no, it's not my kid. <laughs> it's not my kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute, we have kids? No, <laughs> yeah. Right? So no. yours, he no. is the father yeah. of your kids. It's, uh, yeah. When it comes to fifteen-year-old <laughs> Arman, Arman, so as far as culture in Armenia is concerned, now because my parents have gone, um, my parents have gone and come back to Armenia, and obviously, them growing up in in Soviet Armenia was a little bit of a different time. You know, recently they just came back a couple weeks ago. And I was having a discussion with both of them. I was like, so how was it this time? And every time they go and come back, they say it's it's more and more different. W what is exactly happening to the culture in Armenia with like the men, the women, the boys, the girls? Because we're going to dive into your book as well, okay. The Power of Amut. So there's a lot of culture change that's happening over there. Sure. Uh, I'd like to say there's culture change happening What's funny is I see the parallel in what's happening in Armenia with the culture changes as well as very similar to what's happening in Glendale culture changes, if I may say. I think Glendale's more of a <laughs> shit show than it is anything I agree. culture show. I agree. I agree. Um, so, you know, uh, kind of um, I'm going to throw this out there and then we're going to talk about the culture change. Um for Spurka highs that go there the first couple of experiences and they don't have the greatest experiences, whether they sit in the taxi and they don't get uh, greeted with respect or warmth or they interact with people and they don't get that service that they expect, um, I want you to take a pause and allow yourself to keep going, okay? 
these people are coming from uh, many PTSD problems. Uh, they come from another world, and I'm not bringing up excuses for them. Um, go and approach them with um, with respect and uh, grace and smile, and you'll see that shift happening. Going back to culture, I think it's changing. Um, so I have a f- couple of angles. Um, the um, women in Armenia are far more uh, hardworking, I have to say, from my observation. And I have to, be, I have to correct myself. Uh, I'm not saying the men are not hardworking. Uh, however, women are more focused in uh, going out there, doing what they have to do, and coming in. More that I've this is my observation. The men um, are more focused on the bigger tasks. Um, however, like what? What's an example of a bigger task? What I found is a lot of men over there don't like to do the basic works that a woman would do, because I don't know if it's they don't feel like man enough, or they don't feel uh, they feel the job may be too little for them. Versus a woman just goes in and does it. So. Women, I have to say, is r- the women in Armenia are really trailing the economy these days. And if you were to look at it, you see it. They are keen on working hours. Are you referring to more as far as, let's say, uh, professional, inter- professional industries? I'm talking about professional okay. industry. Yeah. So, so to, to clarify, what you're saying is women are more getting their education, let's say, working in tech or finance or other. Uh, They're just healthcare. more driven. Yeah. They're more yeah. driven. Um, they're more driven. They're more focused. Um, having said that, they are very um, um, they have to conform to the household rules and they have to conform to their man's rules and they have to conform to the system, you know, uh, despite no matter how much they work and how hard they work. Uh, some of it I appreciate and respect because it takes a teamwork. But then there is still that gap, you know, where, you know, you see sometimes in a family, a man really will not work, but he holds the decision. And she has to still bear that decision and conform to that. Again, teamwork is not something where we're, we're at yet with, with our families in Armenia. I think there is a lot, lot more to learn to, to work together in a family, like a husband and wife kind of a, like a relationship base. Um, but it's working progress, if I may say that correctly. Culturally, um, we still have many taboos. I mean, we have to be a certain way, even here, you know. And some of it I respect. So, for example, I also believe there should be set rules for men and women. Not because I'm Armenian, because I think it's good to have the masculine and feminine uh, balance um, it's good for a man to know that he's got to take care of the car and he's got to take care of the main tasks and he's got to be able to be C- the protector, the provider at some level. Certain roles. Certain roles. And it doesn't necessarily mean he needs to be making, you know, big amounts of money. However, um, the woman, um, and it's, it's important for the woman to know her role, such as, um, you know, cooking and preparing and nurturing and taking care of the kids and and also stepping and helping the husband or whatever it is. Um, I think we have it all twisted now, though, in our culture, to be very honest with Here you. Here or in Armenia? Both. Both. 
both. Women are very focused on looking pretty, very, very focused on making sure that their surgeries are done right and their body looks perfect. To me, that's not perfect. Uh, their face looks perfect. Um, and um, Well, when you say perfect, I mean, define, they all look the same, on, though. Well, hold all, on, that's wait. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but wait, define perfect. Perfect, perfect to who? Perf well, that's why my book will help. Perfect perfect to they don't know themselves they don't love themselves to know that to be incredible with your flaws perfect to themselves but they don't know who they are so they follow whatever that common uh, trend trend is like have you guys noticed recently everybody goes now does the blonde hair from here down it gets dark in the the base because kardashian has now done that yeah. is that so, what it is no i thought it was like the like the really super 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 like white blonde yeah yeah but right here and then it's black because that's what kim's doing now so basically and have you no, noticed so no, all root, of a sudden, no root touch up basically no, no. Oh, kim got tiny so now everyone's working on getting tiny so th this is where we've gone wrong as a society and of course and in our in our culture You know, we, and I speak on behalf of women, we need to really focus what kind of an example we serve for our children, for our boys, and for our girls. Uh, so that's, instead of teaching our children, look, do you know how to make army plov? You know, like, mm -hmm. uh, do you know how to make something? You know, zavatzeh, you know, these kind of things. They're so keen into focusing on their looks and image. external image. And then men are having other issues. They're so keen focused on having material goods and in competition. And this is my observation um, here. I'm referring to here. Uh, being able to achieve and bring and Iran, Iran, span You know, they try to make ends meet and get the bigger house and bigger this and bigger that. I think we've lost direction. I think that's what's happened. Yeah, because a lot of people are, number one, overreaching for certain things that don't belong in their life but they want to have those but it's like you know be patient and you know if you're gonna earn five to six thousand dollars don't go blow your five six thousand dollars in one month and then sit on your ass and basically wait all right when is the next one coming in so i could blow that right a lot of people are basically overspending overreaching and trying to live a lifestyle that doesn't really fit you know, who they are. They're not capable. And it's social media that's ruining a lot of it, which it, which is sad. Social like, media. Like you said, the whole Garmi Pilaf thing, right? Yeah. Like how to make... It's funny, like, my wife and I, we love cooking. It's amazing. And for us, it's like, if she were to make Garmi Pilaf, or like, best example was, would be this. She was making on the other day. And I told her, maybe we should try the Trader Joe's fire-roasted tomatoes on this, on this next one. I think it'll bring in some nice flavor. But there are people that are the complete opposite. They'll never do that. They'll never sit together and cook food and enjoy it together. It'll it'll be more of like it'll the husband or wife or whoever it is will call the other significant other and say, "What do you want me to bring for dinner today?" Right. And have you noticed how many men we know? Or I mean, I come across so many men that do the work and then they call and they take the food in and then they go and they help. You know, there's just. And again, I know people that watch may be thinking uh, I have a 
you know, an angle or a biased. I don't. I, I really like to see a family unit. I like to see children learn values. Oh, yeah. And uh, that's what's lacking right now, big time. I mean, so can we just go back to simplicity? That's what's lacking in our culture right now. We've lost our directions. Yeah. People got to start yeah. baking cakes and cookies with their cakes. kids. Yeah, do something. You know, do something that builds memories. I mean, we grew up, our mothers did that, didn't they? Yeah, like, well, back then there was also only maybe one or two bakeries. No, no, no. Forget the whole bakeries. No, I'm not talking about like birthdays and stuff. Just the activity of baking, baking with your kids. kids. Yeah. Like there's been times where I've literally picked up Eileen, we've gone to Ralph's, and I've said, pick what kind of, what do you want to make? Well, you want to make a cake, you want to make a brownie, you want to make cookies, and then we'll go get toppings, whatever it is. And, you know, we make a, a mess in the kitchen, but, you know, it's it's something you just kind of experience with your kid, and I guarantee you this, they won't forget it. Doesn't that bring you closer, though? In your relationship, when you do things 100%, together, hundred percent, you know, and, and then you you know learn about one another. This is what we got to bring back. Um, we got to eliminate the external stuff and focus on our family stuff. So um, culturally, I think we lost our direction. Um, in my opinion, Paulette says uh, in some households the tasks are switched between men and women but it's still well-balanced. As long as there's equal respect and equal appreciation and responsibility, they don't they don't need to do the manly work and the womanly work. Sure. Every, every marriage is different. Listen, it all works for different people. You know, uh, I agree. You know, uh, but for me, it would, for me as a woman, this is me, I can only speak for myself. Uh, I expect my man to do things that are, that I, like, that are not very, I don't know, it's it's manly thing, yeah. like taking care of my car or, you know, things that, maybe that's because I grew up in that kind of a system. That's mm-hmm. what my dad did, and that's what I'm used to. Again, but it's all down. Every marriage is different. Every relationship is different. But the thing is, having an understanding, quality time, spending quality time, talking to your kids openly, having like that vulnerable heart-to-heart conversation with your kids, your kids knowing that it's okay for you to be sad and happy and being a woman and being a man what it what it, these are important things guys and you think Well you can't even say that anymore though right Of course you can Man <laughs> You're a boy I get it but, um. <laughs> but Oh my god it's so funny you say that. Like, when I was growing up, my dad was very protective because I wasn't supposed to talk to a guy or whatever it is until a certain age. These days, because of that, what you're saying, you have no idea how happy I get when my daughter talks to a guy and my boys talk to a girl because it's just things so At have least it's sh- the opposite it's, sex. <laughs> thank you, Lord. You know, it's, again, it's not about... Um, I'm not... Bi- I'm not... Uh, said a certain way or whatever it is but things have changed so much that i think we are so discriminated as um as what we believe in i think being, it just needs to be respected more traditional more conservative yeah that's what it is. there you go i know yeah. what you mean i know what you mean like for example i don't know like in your household who takes the trash out i do same here my boys do see i yeah. i would i get upset at my wife if she touches the trash can. yeah of course like there's been days <laughs> where i'll because trash day is on Friday. There's been days where she's taking the trash out and I get upset. I go, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. it. She goes, well, you know, I, I parked the car and the gate was open. I was like, 
I'll, I'll, I'll take oh, it Oh, you mean out. to take the bin out to the curb? Either or. or. Oh. How, many, how many bins do you have, by the way? <laughs> how many bins do yeah. I have? One of each. I have three. You have three trash? Three, or Three trash bins. Two recycling. Two recycling and one. And then two green. I have a big lot. Hold on. So you have two greens, two recycling, and, and three, three trash. trash bins. I have monsters at home. <laughs> No, I have I have I have one trash, one recycle, one green. My green I don't have to worry about because it's I ha I have it like that. No, too. I, I, it's turf. I have turf. The city gives me shit oh, for it. Okay. The, the, oh, okay. the city says save water, and then I go I go very good quality oh. astroturf. He's seen it. Now they're giving me shit for it. Like, Why'd you do this? Because well, I'm saving water. Wow. <laughs> so, but yeah, trash. I, I mean, I asked that because I have one of each as well, and every Friday, well. Just one of each? So yeah, same here. It's Monday, right? They took my trash out on Friday. It's already full. It's Monday. So I, I need to get the second one. I just You're forget. You're kidding to. me, bro. You have to. Oh, but, and, but here's the here's the, here's the issue. How the hell do you fill it up in the this, of two days? That's why I brought it up. Because Friday and Thursday nights when I put the trash bin out on the curb, I'll go check my neighbor's trash. They have one bag. I already have four or five in there squished. And I've already... Probably brought another four or five that I, I'll throw in my truck to throw it at the office uh, trash bin. Yeah, so, so that's like 10 a week. And I look at my neighbor. They have like one half-ass empty trash bin. I'm like, how do you guys use one trash bag a week? The rest of I, it's in the house. I've, <laughs> I've gone through like eight to 10 of them in one week. Yeah, I know. I just, yeah. We go through yeah, you so need much trash. You need, you need another one. <laughs> now, when, I, when we do a party or an event... The dad, forget about yeah, it. See, yeah. that benefits us because Friday they they'll take it, and then if it's Friday night or if it's Saturday night party, yeah, that bin will fill up. And then you know I'm lucky to have amazing neighbors where you know if if we do overflow the trash yeah. bin, I'll ours I'll is use easily this. one bag a day, easily sometimes one and a half on average, but well, one bag a day. Easily. Well, with with Alec now, yeah, we are at about one. One, yeah, one bag maybe every day or every other day because of diapers. Well, I'm not counting the diapers because diapers, typically, we would put it in a separate bag and just directly throw it in the bin because if you put it there, it's going to well, stink no, up the whole house. We have a separate little yeah. shit yeah. bag. <laughs> I mean, that's what you call it because it smells nice, but then when you put the shit inside, and, yeah. yeah, then you just throw it out. In another I did not bag. miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> and yet she's encouraging us to yeah. have a third yeah, one. Yeah, you need a couple more. Yeah, yeah, Whoops. Yeah. I mean, I'm... I'm Here's the thing, you. When I look at him, I'm just like, okay, don't grow up. But at the same time, I'm like, okay, but don't shit yourself. <laughs> but stay the size you are. They're gonna grow. But up. I mean, you my daughter. My daughter's turning five tomorrow. Oh, happy, happy birthday! birthday. Happy birthday, Eileen. And I'm taking her to Disneyland again. Oh, oh you're going to Disneyland? Tomorrow. <laughs> not yeah. tomorrow. Not tomorrow. We're going uh, the next day. Because I, I want her. It's her first birthday in a, in a classroom, with her oh. friends. So I want to have That's her exciting. experience ah. it at at uh, TK. You're yeah. surprising yeah. her. So, as far as Disneyland, no, no, with her in her class. No, no, no. Her her classroom's already ready for her. Oh, I, this kid is like she's the I, most popular kid in school. I swear oh, to God, like exciting. unlike her dad, unlike her dad, absolutely. <laughs> I go pick her up. It's like she everybody has to come and say bye to her before we can leave, and it's, it's getting social to the, butterfly. Huh? Yeah, and if any of the parents are watching, I'm sorry, but I'm using this as an excuse. I literally pick up my phone. Oh, I didn't. We gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> I got a very. I on the phone. I got a very important call, and it's just. It's it. It yeah, shocks me that people could stand around and talk to each other in front of the school for like an hour. Yeah. Well, 
She's a social butterfly. People love her. And that's going to continue, by the way, all of her life. <laughs> it's also gonna... Levick's daughter's birthday tomorrow. Maya, happy birthday, Maya Jen. Happy birthday happy to birthday, her as well. Oh, But yeah, beautiful. I mean, kids are, kids are a blessing. They are. They I, are actually very important and part of our lives. It, when, we, when we talk to certain people, when they bring up politics or um, gender identity to kids, it's like, all right. You want to talk about it on the news, talk about it on the news. You want to talk about it at your universities, talk about it at your universities. But as far as our kids are concerned, anybody who's a minor, leave them alone. Let them be kids. Absolutely. It's and why should they be making decisions at this age? Why should they even have a conversation about that? I mean, it's just... Uh, I, I, imagine, like, my son is four, okay? You think if I sat down with him and I said, listen, Noah, you know, you don't have to be a boy if you don't want to. Uh, if you have any other feelings that if you think you're 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 actually a girl, you want to be like your female cousins, you have that option. Like, like, what would this kid think if I had that conversation? You're gonna confuse the shit out of him. <laughs> well, he would probably either punch me in the face. My daughter's friend uh, back in junior high, she's a girl. She, my daughter came. She's mom. Now she's a lesbian. I said she's a lesbian. Because yeah. And then two years later, she's in high school. And then my daughter's like, Mom, she's straight now. <laughs> and then I told my daughter, I said, you see, this yeah. is... A, they're following the trend. Kids don't know. <laughs> Let them be. And they follow a trend. They get confused. And then once they get confused at a certain age... I mean, look at us when we were young. We knew the basis of some things. You know, there was yes, no, you can't do some of the things. And then we got to a certain age. Then we understood some things we want to do differently along the way. But, you know, we knew our basis. This is really wrong what they they what they've have done and they are doing to kids because they're confusing kids and in turn confusing the next generation. In turn, confusing whatever we are seeing right here is just the beginning of what... And pissing off certain parents. Yeah, so we have to we have to stay our in our grounds, and we have to constantly work harder, parents. Parents, we got to focus on our kids. Yep. I can't emphasize yeah, enough. Don't don't let the phone do the parenting. Put the, yeah, just very every, everybody, important. and that's and that's what some of the comments are also saying. Like for example, Levick says uh, today's men are way different than twenty plus years ago. You know, we change diapers, cook, and do many things our fathers didn't dare to do. Sure. Um, which and is, isn't that a blessing? Which is, yeah, but you, you, I mean, times have changed because a lot of women are now working mothers as well. Mm -hmm. So you have to get, you adjust, be a helping yeah, hand. Yeah. But life was different back then as well. Mind we, you. But it was it, more challenging. We didn't even have diapers back then. Okay. Yeah. Right? Not only that, well, yeah. I you, didn't have a diaper. Yeah, you didn't have diapers. Did you? I don't <laughs> even know. <laughs> Shit. So I don't think I did. Yeah, I don't think I did. My my younger brother did. Alfred. We I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You did. <laughs> of course, I was told I did. You had a diaper. <laughs> well, diaper as in why like. Why are we talking about diaper? Why not? No meaning. Like our moms yeah, had to wash every no, single no, underwear. No, no, my mom didn't wash. We didn't have. She had diapers. Yeah, ours was I think cloth. Like where it was like. Where were you born? Armenia. Oh, I was born in Iran. No, because see, like when we talk about like. Oh, you know, di dads are changing diapers now, and I get it. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, you know, that's awesome. Well, yeah, we're it's it's you got to do it. It's a tag team situation at this point, especially if you have two kids. Like, I'll handle my daughter. My wife will handle my son. 
or vice versa. But, you know, when we were growing up, when we came to the States, you know, our parents sold off everything they had and they came here, you know, no massive language barrier. Financially, we weren't doing, you know, what we're doing now. And it was like dad would go to work from six in the morning until six six at night. And then there was emergency calls that would come in because he was in construction where I would remember. Yeah, like 3 a.m. in the morning. You know, he would get a he had a pager and his oh, my beep, dad had yeah, it. <laughs> and his beeper would beep and then he would make the call and he would speak he would speak Farsi to whoever it was and next thing you know, I you know, I hear dad's van turn on mm, and it's an emergency job. He's gone. So, you know, dad wasn't there to yeah, change the diapers. Mom mom was there for it, you know? Like But my, what a what a blessing though that I have to like say it right here. What kind of a father you've had where He's taught you by by being an example what a hardworking man is. See, that's the thing. Isn't that so mm-hmm. incredible? There, there's a lot of people who can't really digest that, you know, what your father does for you. Like, there's been times where on my, I remember on my 30th birthday, my dad gave a speech. And he said, you know, I'm so happy that You've become who you've become, and you've done what you've done. And he said, I'm sorry that I wasn't there all the time for you for certain events, certain times in your life. And I looked at it like, shit, Dad, what are you saying? You were there all the time. I was just in the shadows watching, seeing what you're doing, and I was appreciating everything that you're doing because me looking at my dad get up every morning, go to work, come back with dirty clothes, dirty hands, and then wash up, eat something, do the same thing over and over. For me, it was more of like, dude, I got to do something to pay this guy back. Of course. But then there's kids and there's, you know, even adults that don't appreciate that. They don't look at it that way. They don't it's look at so it. It's so sad. And, uh, uh, you know, I was Why do you think that's the case, though? Honestly, have you ever thought about it? Like, why do you think there are kids that don't appreciate that? Because they they feel entitled. You're my dad. You're supposed to do that. See, why, though? It's because our parents did not explain to us in deep what they're going through. But we saw the pain, right? Coming to this country, having to deal with pains, being in the hospital, but going to work, struggling, trying to make things work. I mean, I went through that with my father being in the hospital for a month when I was 15. That changed my life entirely. That's why I became so independent. Could not see it. But having to see that, that, however... In, in this generation, I think what, just like everything changes every, like, 10 years or so, in my generation, I've learned with my children, because because we made it, made it because of what we saw, right? The pain we felt. The fact that we wanted the bigger house and we wanted to be in that private, I wanted to be in a private school and dress up a, that, a certain way, but my parents couldn't afford to do that. Yeah. So I, that's why the life I gave my children was grandest grand however there's the flip side of the grandest grand right Mm -hmm. so now i think what is very required when you say that some and even back then there are some kids have kind of look back and see why those kids don't appreciate it they probably had a super good life and and their parents never set them down and showed vulnerability i sit down with my kids 
have conversations where they'll see me tear up. They'll see me cry in front of them. I tell them, do you understand this is my life at work for you because I want to, because I want to, Mm -hmm. not because munatovem, not because I'm trying to make you feel bad, but I want you to know the days of my life are passing because I made this conscious decision willingly to do this for you, but it hurts, but it, it makes me feel bad. Uh, you know, I feel lonely at times, or I feel, uh, you know, taken advantage at sometimes. You vent to them, basically. You, I vent to them, yeah. and it was the first time I vent, vented to them. It was very scary because I was told that you got to be very careful how you talk to children because of trauma, and that's another challenge we have in the society these days with the schools and therapists yeah. and whatever. But I was so blessed to have the courage to vulnerably say, "This is what I'm going through." I need you to do this for me, and I need you to do this for me, because when you do this, it makes me feel this way. Like, this is really important that parents need to do that with their kids. Yeah, absolutely. And you even, v- and like, you're what you're doing, you're venting yeah. not to them, speaking to them. There were times where, you know, we would take vacations with the family, and, you know, back then it wasn't that often. But, you know, we'd be sitting down as a family, we'd be having a meal, and... You know, it's something that I'm sure every Armenian parent has heard it. They would say, you know, I'm not doing this for me. This is all for you guys. And the, if if you understand how deep that sentence is, you will appreciate everything your parents do for you. And now, today, I catch myself saying it to my daughter. Mm. And even to my son, even though he just looks at me and just <laughs> probably shits himself. Yeah. What are you yeah. talking about? It's like everything I do... Is for you guys. I don't. It's for me. It's I'm. I'm second. I'm third. I. I don't care what where I am. You guys are first in line. It's just you have to. You have to appreciate it. You have to appreciate it. And if you take it for granted, I mean, I I don't. You have to appreciate it. I don't even. But see, when we when we speak of the simple things, like what Shaw is saying, is uh, the unfortunate part of our current lives is that we have a dining room set, but no one sits as a family to eat together and have a pleasant and valuable conversation. They eat in their cars, bedrooms, and out simple, basic, open, and honest dialogue has gone. Set the table and, and basically call but them. Make call the them. time. But see, I, I remember growing up, even even in my 20s, I early 20s, the the rule in my house was do whatever you want, go wherever you want. But we got to have dinner together. We have to have, when your dad gets home, we have to have dinner together, then... Go do whatever you want. Come home at 1, 2 o'clock. You have to be home to have dinner with the, you know, family. the family. That's how me, my brother, and my sister grew up. My sister was much younger than us. But still, that was our upbringing was we had to have family dinner. It doesn't matter. I'm already 20 years old, 21 years old. I'm going to go to a bar. Or you have to have dinner. Then you want to go have more dinner with your friends, go do it. But do you it. have to have dinner with when dad gets home from work and then... Go do whatever the fuck you want to do. Yeah, ours is a breakfast thing. We have to have breakfast. With me, I mean, growing up, it was dinner. But with my kids, what I found, Shahe, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Shahe, John, what I found works for me, because every family is different, um, is that uh, I spend on a daily basis 30 minutes of quality time with each one of them. And then, like, I work on, like, four times a week where we're together. And... Um, 30 minutes, like my oldest son, it's my our morning coffee. 
we do our morning coffee, we chat, we talk about, you know, things good, bad, disciplinarian, whatever, where we can improve or whatever it is. And then, like, my oldest, my Armand, my youngest is at night, and my daughter is usually in between after school. So, like, that's something that I, so it's not about necessarily doing dinner, because sometimes with this craziness of life, as much as it's ideal to be able to sit down and have dinner, but it's okay as long as you have Believe me, 30 minutes of quality time a day takes you far. I mean, and that's something that you can make time. Oftentimes, there was a Harvard study, by the way, uh, that shows that when you pick up the kids from school until you take them home, it takes usually about 10, 15, 20, 30, whatever. That's a perfect time for quality because you, first of all, deprogram your kid. Okay, when you pick them up from school, they talk about how the day is. You disprogram, like you unprogram whatever, whatever they learn. Whatever stupid shit they so, learn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you kind of understood how the world went around and so have you. So th- the reason I'm sharing this is don't, as parents, don't be so hard on yourself and don't feel guilty because it's not easy these days. Uh, the whole couple thing is a whole different world, but I'm talking about kids at this point. So this is something that you really can take a lot in those short increments of time well you can but the problem is the kid sits in the car no you change it you change it man change it slowly that's that's what everybody's uh, have you ever honestly pay attention anywhere you're driving you take a picture and send it to me of one especially teenage Mm -hmm. that child boy girl that's sitting in the car that doesn't have their phone in their face Take a picture. Yeah, I'd a love to challenge. see it. I haven't seen one. Oh. Everybody sitting in the car, they're on their phone. Even the driver. <laughs> well, the driver's all different. <laughs> like, there, there's no engagement. There's no conversation. Everything is just, you're always not in that moment. You're always interacting on it in a different group, in a different chat, in a different, your, your interest is always what somebody else wore or what somebody else ate or but it's why nev- it's coming from the parent i'm sorry it comes from the parent i'm not making excuses no, I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm, either. yeah i'm just like, stating what what i i, I see picks, when a mom picks up a kid or a father picks up a kid and they're on their phone talking to about this and that and not giving that kid that that kid learns that that's the normal and i'm not saying it's just from the parents but parents have their role you nailed it right there i mean when we get together Sometimes we'll go on this together, like we'll go through Facebook and Instagram with the whole family. We mm-hmm. will laugh at the things we see. That's a quality time for us because that's bringing awareness, capturing things, you know. But it's really important for us to like, yeah, you're right. It's a very common problem, unfortunately. However, you can. And, and another thing that you guys all know what you're doing, listen, but just a few things that have worked with me. I I have to interrupt my kid and I have to be like, I need you to look into my eyes. Just for a moment, please. And especially my boys, guys, this is something, if I can pass this message in the show, just this message to women out there, to all of our beautiful women out there, men, boys, men, brothers, husbands, lovers, boyfriends, the way they listen is when you do not directly tell them. You have to... You can't order them. No, you're you not have a dictator. to kindly. You have you have to kindly say, "I need you to look at me. Can you please look at me? I need your attention." Just like this, what I'm doing. I know it's this past 10, 15 years. It's become a doggy dog world. I guess you know, very rough for women. They've 
went into the corporate world and they become business owners and business big bosses, uh, big now, bosses yeah. and like <laughs> my way or the highway and this is how we're going to do it. But you, you can't, can't do, do that yeah. with men. And I've learned that. My youngest taught me that. I mean, oftentimes I, uh, you know, would go home and he would screw up on something and I'd be like, what you do? You know, like I would react in a mean way for a legitimate reason. He messed up on something. Yeah. He'd be looking at me like, why are you so mean? You know, he totally did not register what I said. Mm-hmm. It was my body language, yeah. my demeanor. And I understood this is how he works. This is how the brain works. So, okay, wait, I got to find that system, right? Yeah, he's in defense mode, basically. Yeah. So, but going back to kids too, especially boys, you know, you have to find, I mean, even girls, you have to find, you can't be demanding. You have to be like empathetical. You have to be respectful. You have to be kind of like, you know, well, you have to get them involved. Yeah, like like my, my boys are four and two and a half. I never tell them, don't do that because I said so. Yeah, you can't, right? I, I explain to them why. If, if or, or if you'll say, oh, I want to eat that candy. I don't say, no, no, you can't. No, no, you shouldn't because if you eat a lot of that candy, sure. here's what's going to, I show them pictures, here's what's going to happen to your teeth. Do you want to look teeth. like this? Yeah, yeah, you want your teeth to look sure, like this? you can have it. Yeah, if you do, then go ahead and <laughs> exactly. eat it. Exactly. I tried that shit, but man. You know, well, I'm not Did saying. You? Look, oh, you didn't. I'm not saying it works it. every time. It's not like every time <laughs> okay. it's like, all right, Dad, you're absolutely right. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I no, apologize. No. Imagine no, trying. Imagine trying that with Eileen. Eileen, you can't have this. Why? Because this, this, this will happen. Well, why will that happen? Yeah. It will happen because of this, this, this. Well, why does it happen because of this, this, this? Bro, I swear to God, like you're just like, here, just eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I that's my daughter so i say go just ahead do it but just know when something goes wrong and oftentimes she doesn't goes wrong and then she comes to me or she doesn't like i tell her i'm like but i've learned not to tell her i told but you she, so. i leave i'm <laughs> done if i do that she does it to her classmates so the the school the school said you're not allowed to share food because we don't know if another kid might have allergies, allergies to something right so El, Elna buys her the, these snacks that she takes to school with her for snack time prior to lunch. So one of her classmates says, and mind you, this is her telling me this story. She goes, Papa, she wanted to uh, share my snack. Oh, did you share it? She goes, no, no, no. I remember you told me. We can't share it. I said, good. Why can't we share it? She goes, because we don't know if they eat it, something might happen to them. I'm like, so what did you say when she wanted to eat the food? She goes, I told her, do you want to eat this? And she said, yeah, I want to share. She goes, but if you eat this, I don't know if something will happen to you. And then the girl says, listen to this, the girl says, what will happen to me? And then he says, you might have to go to the nurse's office. And the kid goes, why? He goes, well, I don't know if this will hurt your stomach or something. Oh my God. The kid got terrified. Didn't daughter is very bright Push my lips yeah. yeah so like wow. it's like yeah, th- there's certain things with her where you just try to explain to her she'll go and uh, again i love it i love it because she's, she's asking smart. she's asking why. why those are very important she's Curious asking, kid. yeah she's asking why and she's breaking down the scenarios yeah and then she implements it in her own life yeah that's amazing why is the most important thing yeah. when your kid asks you why Answer. Yeah, you, answer. yeah. Don't ign- if you ignore yeah, that. Why is profound? It's. I know it gets annoying sometimes. I'm no, just I waiting to the see same how thing. my son's personality is going to be. 
Aber <laughs> they know it is the same thing. I'll see inchu papa, and then I I explain it, but but inchu aizev, and then you explain it more, and then inchu uh, it's like uh, all right, yeah, all right. He'll take man, you like, down a rabbit hole. You're bro. like all right, buddy. Just fuck it. Just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Here, you want a shot of tongue? You want a shot of vodka with it? <laughs> Ninette says, today I was at a field trip with my son and his class, and most of the moms were on their phones. Right? Right, Ninette? You got to call them out. Right. You can't up it. You can. Bro, I go to the park. You know how many times I've seen moms and grandmas lose their kids? And I, like, why? Lose, lose their kids? Yes, like for a couple oh minutes. Goodness. They're like, oh, they say, let's go up with like yeah, he's in the yeah. black sprinter <laughs> down the street. Yeah, if you put your goddamn phone away for two minutes, maybe because I I swear I see them. I I take my kids to the park all the time, so I always see them. Like the moms are sitting there, the kids playing over there. Are they taking selfies? No, they're just like chatting, or they'll be facetiming. Oh, can I get Like your kids over there like gorma mama what's jartelem is is kitan zeri chiz ha kyan kheto sushi ke rank mein aate louis vuitton mein tan kheto rb makeup like pay attention to your kids man your I, kid is climbing the 50 foot slide i swear last time this 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 one kid wouldn't let anybody sit on the uh, on the swing <laughs> and i happened to have been there an hour earlier with my boys So because he was swinging with my boys, these kids thought he's also my kid. So like an hour later, like eight or nine kids run up to me. They're like, excuse me, is that your son over there? He's not letting us get on the swing. I said, no, my kids are here. He goes, yeah, but I think that's you. I said, no, he's not my son. Can you come talk to him? He won't, he won't let us swing. So I get up, I go over there. I'm like, why don't you let the other kids swing? Like I'm looking for the parents. Nobody's there. An hour later, somebody's yelling and they'd Sako! <laughs> and then, like, after a few <laughs> a few calls, I asked this kid, I said, Up it on it, Sako. Oh, I said, I said, Your mom's looking for you. <laughs> like, that's right there. It's like 9.30 p.m. Why are you screaming oh, at him? It's 9.30 p.m. How old is this kid? He was probably like seven, eight. No, why are you screaming at your kid first? <laughs> That's what she was. She's like, just yelling to find the kid. And I, I don't even know the kid's name, but I was like, it's probably Sako. Yeah, the root of the problem there is the mom is away from the kid. The mom is not present. That's the root of the problem right there. Like when I take Eileen to the park, I'm watching her like a hawk. You have to. Yeah, literally. I mean, I'm, I'm not in the tree. Regardless. Yeah. Arno. It's like, it's like, yeah, that's how I did too. Though it, it, it turns all the way around like a freaking owl. But no, like you, you not not to be like overprotective or anything. But it's like, dude, listen. It's like we're living in a society nowadays where you want to make sure your kid is watched by you and not somebody else. Just you. Yes. Yeah. Just you. Just you. I mean, we had yeah. an incident at R.D. White. Did we talk about this on the podcast? We didn't talk about it, did we? The one from a few weeks ago? Yeah, we had an incident at R.D. White where a black sprinter tinted with uh, LGBTQ plus oh, flags yeah. okay. uh, all around it was, I was dropping off my daughter and this van drove by off of Geneva and Doran and I looked at him and I was just like, I just, I, I bobbed my head like back and forth like, well, 
what are you doing here? You know, why are you driving through here? That's what I thought. What are you driving through here for? Cross the street, walk down the street. All of a sudden, he's coming up the block now. I'm like, all right. This guy's circling the school. Why? In a black sprinter, tinted? So I drop her off, and the yard duty was there. And I said, hey, how many times has this car circled? She says, this is the second time I saw him. Mind you, it was flag day that day. And there was the student of the month and all. So now I'm thinking, oh, this is premeditated. This guy's here on flag day when he knows every the entire school is going to be in the front yard. Mm. I get home, pick up Elena and, I, and Alec. We drive back. <laughs> I didn't tell Elena I saw him circle twice already. So now she sees him. She goes, oh, my God, what is this guy doing with the rainbow flags and the black sprinter? He's probably a pedophile. Long behold, this guy's blowing kisses to the Clark kids standing in line for the bus. So he's doing this in the wrong place. Now, parents see this. There is no right place for that. Parents see this. They approach him. They say, hey, you know, what are you doing here? Pull down your window. We want to talk to you. He's not going to pull his window down. What does he do? Continues to do obscene gestures. I mean, that's what we need to worry about in today's society because... There's disgusting human beings out there that, God forbid, if they snap one day and you're at the park and you're on your stupid phone. Maybe too late. It takes takes a split second, second, man. To be honest with you, I'm very (sighs) overprotective. Uh, Sometimes they tell me that you're still overprotective, but where was I? Um, I went somewhere recently, and I got back, and I told my daughter and her best friend were over at our house, no what my own office i had uh, one of my old clients that decided to come visit me needed to do a loan and i'm just sharing this incident so we know how bad it is out there um he was high i had not seen him like this and i don't know much about drugs and the effects because you know uh but he came in all sweaty skinny uh much skinnier than what he was fingernails long um, I got to see you, I got to see you. And then he comes into my office, you know, jittery. And then he's like, can you close the office door? I said, no, how can I help you? He goes, no, please close because I want to hug you. I said, you already gave me a hug. I got like, <laughs> you know, like freaking me out here. <laughs> like, I'm thinking, thank you, Lord, because I have, no, this is a true story. Thank God my son is there. I have a guy. I have like few people outside at the staff. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking like if I was just alone and this guy walked in, I mean, he was definitely high on something. Anyway, somehow I got him out and I sent him off because he was so not himself that I was afraid of doing or saying anything. I swear that moment I went back. When I got home, I told my girls, I said, guys, you have no idea. Here I am at this age, enduring day. Somebody walks into my office acting this way. I mean, this is not me clubbing or partying or whatever mm-hmm. it is. You guys are like 17-year-old beautiful girls going to school, you know, like you really have to be, I don't, I don't mean to sound strict or I don't know, however you want to call it, but you do have to be protective of your kids these days. We have a lot of weirdos out there. Absolutely. You know, so I'm down for that. And we have to constantly remind them to be as scary as it is to be conscientious of your environment. Yeah. Vic, you know, so. Vic is saying, you know, you don't have to be a helicopter parent. You have to allow them to 
squall and oh sure. no no and no all 100%. that but yeah we're not saying to be a helicopter parent it's more so about to keep an eye on them so they, keep an they, eye don't, on them. they don't get snatched yeah, yeah. definitely uh, but yeah if they fall let them get up and oh yeah let and them they figure will. things out yeah. Yeah. yeah if they're gonna be of here's course. the thing yeah what we're talking about is okay they're playing on the playground they're climbing up a large slide you're not gonna you're not there to basically climb up the slide and then grab them and then bring them up and have them slide down you tell them you know what let me see you do it and if they fall get back up and do it again but watching over them is more of a but I making think sure what we're talking about is parents being present what we're talking about yeah. is parents actually paying attention how <clears throat> on how important and beautiful it is to be a mother and a father how important these kids are in your life how like and let me tell you i went through this journey myself i there was a period of time where I was thinking, oh, my God, my life is passing over me. I'm young. I want to be able to go live. And my kids are getting at a certain age. And I'm, I'm getting old. And they're, I'm raising them. I'm not. But then it's really a perception. When you turn around and you really pause and you look, you can have fun with them. You can It is fun with them. You know, like. Today, it's the opposite. What's you know, the opposite? Do you know how many females, moms I see on social media where they're they're single moms or they're divorced and every single Friday, Saturday, Sunday you see them out and about partying. Like they basically you look you look at it like, oh shit, did you miss out on all of this when you were younger and you're doing it now when you're in your mid to late thirties? It's like what are you what are you doing? What 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 are you trying to show? And the way they dress, the way they, you know, you you see all of it through this little camera right here. Every, every little movement that they make, every video they post, every everything is strategically done for a reason. I, I, in credit to them, not to give them credit, because I'm a divorcee, right? Um, I agree. I see that. Um, see what happens after the divorce, and and this is part of my book, by the way, is and again every situation is different so i can't speak for everybody but as a woman when you are going through a divorce then all of a sudden you are this is a new chapter of your life where now you want to look you want to look sexy again you want to look hot again you want to look young again because all of these stigmas that we've been raised with you know, why again though that's what i'm telling you that yeah because why? the stigma that we've been raised with Mm-hmm. from especially in our culture is if you're divorced you're second hand no, 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 but when you say again obviously like for many women obviously our bodies change you know we no longer look like we have kids you know whether we it's our bodies are changing whether it's we've had a plastic surgery we have scars it's still it's a problem right but no no let me explain what yeah. i'm trying to say is like the reason I say again is because that's the perception they have in their mind because it's like now they're trying to try. That's the problem. Again, is that they are trying to get back to that and and uh, it comes from their insecurities and their fears and all these. Exactly. Yeah. And, and again, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but I've been there. Now, fortunately, because of my work and because of my family, like my parents and my brothers and because of my kids and because I keep my personal relationship very private, you know, with my own personal relationship with my significant other, 
I didn't have to go through that. I don't want to say lashing out or like I was loved always. You know what I mean? I didn't go through that place where, but I hear it. Uh, but you have priorities as well. Oh, always. See, like, when kids. I see stuff like that, my it's kids. like, wait a minute. I know you. I know who you are. Yeah. Number one, you don't look like that on so in real <laughs> life. That's number one. No. Those filters. No. Yeah, no. And number two, it's like, okay, one, yeah, one Friday, one Saturday. Every weekend. Another Friday. Another Saturday. It's like, dude, where are your, where's your kid or where are your kids? Are they, are grandma and grandpa raising them? Like, I, I want to make a trip to Las Vegas with my wife for my birthday you know what's on the back of my mind? Who's going to take care of Who's going to take care of the kids? Yeah, and my course. mom is saying, I'll do it. Don't worry. And I'm like, no, I can't. Yeah, of course. You want to balance it out. I'm like, I can't. You don't want to pressure anybody. And then, and then she goes, you're going for one day or two days, aren't you? I'm like, yes. She goes, okay, so then just go and enjoy. But like, there's something in me where it's just like, no, dude, these are your kids. These are your responsibilities. You Like, you need to be there for them. Yeah. When they get a little bit older, you know, it'll be easier. But it's like, I can't leave a a nine-month-old or eight-month-old, you know, with my mom and uh, my my four-year-old with my mom and just go out and party. I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe am I overthinking it? No, no, no. You come from a different place. They're coming from from what you're saying, and that includes men, too, that are going through a divorce, okay, or whatever it is, or, you know. They they come from a place where, remember, when you're divorcing, you already are not getting enough love, right? At home, you already are not happy. You're not in a good relationship. So already that portion that's being fulfilled that you're being fulfilled you're being fulfilled is not being fulfilled so all these like the fulfillment is down it's like you know but you don't know how to how to handle yourself so um it takes a lot during that time to be able to go within and again it takes people around you that truly love you and not judge you love you but not judge you so that's this and don't forget this culture you were talking about earlier our cultural stigmas listen when i divorced when i made the conscious decision to divorce it was a somewhat of a mutual decision but it was years in coming um after my divorce i will never forget i went to visit my uncle's house my oldest uncle's house the whole family was there it was the most awkward uncomfortable visit for the first time, I was going with my kids without my husband, and I am now a divorcee. In my entire family, we don't have a divorcee. I'm the only one, right? So I go in there. I swear, if it wasn't for my grandfather, who died at 88 or 89 years of age, he captured my insecurity. He goes, He literally, I went, I sat next to him because I was very nervous. Uh, I was afraid of being judged. How old were you? I was 38, yeah. I was afraid of being judged. I knew I was being judged. I was seeing the body language, like mm-hmm. like the words we use, shit, like like she's going through so much. It's about all these things, you know, like. But my grandfather, man, I love that man. He goes, <laughs> and then I sat next to him. He put in the vodka. I said, Proud of you. Yeah. You got That's this. That's it. That just. That, he's the head of Simonians yeah. in our family. 
that was enough for me to he, he basically clipped so, your wings big time yeah. so so this is why like i say family is really important otherwise you know because oftentimes when you go through a divorce or you know when you see these women they don't understand besides their own emotional state that is really messed up to say the nicer way they also are trying to fix their parents' emotional state. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got their parents that are all of a sudden thinking, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking in Armenian. I hope that's okay. Like, there's all these things. You Parents sometimes lose who you really are. Uh, one incident that's also in my book, like my parents... By the way, I've never been a clubbing person. I don't disagree or agree. I don't think it's right or wrong. Who am I to judge? Yeah, but no, everybody just, has their own. I just don't like clubbing because it's too loud. Yeah. It's too you like noisy. restaurants and wine. I like restaurants, and wine, right, and quality yeah, relationships. Yeah. So I can have like heart-to-heart conversations. You want to be able to hear the person in front <laughs> of you. I do. What? I do, but so I do. So here I'm going through the rough of divorce, re- renovation of my house. I got to keep my face for my staff. And I got the three kids trying to figure out how that's going to go. And then, like, I'm at, like, football practice for my Armand's football. And then my best friend calls me. She goes, listen, your parents want to see me. I'm like, why? She goes, I don't know, but they want to see me and my, my husband. I said, let me tell you. They're panicking. They're thinking I'm probably going clubbing or something. To the, and I swear... My parents literally had that assumption that because now that I am divorced, that I probably will head into that taboo, you know? So it's, I told her, I said, listen, you're going to go. This is what my parents... She goes, but I talk to you every day. You're at this kid's event or that kid's... I said, yeah, but I'm telling you, this is their fear talking. This is not real. So they did, they had the meeting, and then like Monday... No, Sunday, my parents came in from Palm Springs, and then... Uh, I called him. I said, I called dad. I said, dad, are you home? I want to come see you. He goes, yeah, come bring the kids. I said, I'm not bringing the kids. I'm coming to see you guys. I want to have coffee with you. I'm coming from the club. <laughs> you know, first of all, they were really weirded out because usually the old Ani would have been like picking up the phone. I can't believe you did this. Why are you doing this? Do you not trust me? I, you know, crying and a typical Ani behavior, you know, very emotional. I said, control yourself. This is a learning curve for you. I did Sunday, and then I said, Dad, I said, by the way, in our one of our other taboos is we are not supposed to look into our father's or like our older's eyes, right? That's disrespect. In the old days, you don't look in their eyes. So I go, Bob John, I go, wait. I go, I want you to look into my eyes to know what I have to say. So first he got offended, then he realized, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I want his presence, you yeah, know what attention, I mean? Yeah. Attention. I said, The guy paused, he filled up his eyes, and he had nothing to say. He goes, Watch me, uncle. Really? <laughs> so there was a lot of, so the women that you see, they don't have these vulnerable conversations that I'm talking about. Like so I talked about the kids. Like you, they, got, they have about, nobody to talk to. Yeah, they, ha- they have to do it. Their parents are not going to. Their kids are not going to. They have. So these women have to open up their hearts and go, listen, I feel sad now. Like I want to be loved. I want to be held right now. 
I want, like I told that to my son. I said, I, I, I need that sometimes. People are ashamed to say that. There's nothing wrong in wanting to be held, wanting to be spoken with or to, wanting to be heard, right? So this is where the problem is yeah. with, with people, is that we're so scared of being judged because of the things that we humans like to feel, right? And not to pick on women, but on the, like on the, on the flip side with men, yeah, you'll see like a divorced guy, all of a sudden he's out and about, here, bar hopping, and then like random selfie with one girl, another girl. Another it's like, one. Oh, what are you doing? Seriously, right? Or they get super negative and they judge all the women the same way. But well, if you go out with every woman every single night, like a different woman every single night, of course you're not gonna like find that right person, right? It's gotta be somebody you gotta cultivate in time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> communication um, is key. Communication is key. Yeah. So. But how do you not post these days? If no, you post. <laughs> these guys post. feel so. Everybody feels so tempted. You have so no tempted. idea. You have no idea. There's a saying in Armenian. We've been debating about making like a Photoshop page where we just take a lot, like all these <laughs> stupid posts that you guys do, and just Photoshop. Who's you guys? Huh? Well, whoever oh, it is. Well, whoever oh, it is. Because huh? oh. <laughs> yeah, anybody who I don't care who it is, but taking these the photos and just <laughs> oh yeah, no, openly, openly. Like there's a guy, there's a guy on uh, on Instagram. I think it's uh, Photoshop by Steve. So we got guys that Photoshop too. Yeah. So Photoshop, Seriously? Photoshop by Steve. He takes f- certain photos of whether you're a celebrity, whether you're. It doesn't matter who you are, and he'll he'll make. He'll make a joke out of it and he'll post it and everybody will laugh about it. See, like I'm getting to that point where I'm just like, dude, some of you guys look ridiculous with these with these pictures. And so I, what's I, funny? What's ridiculous? Tell us. I want to know because maybe I'm doing that. No, you're no, not. You're no, 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 I don't, I don't, no, no, you don't have to worry about it. Like, have you been seeing my post though? <laughs> I want to make sure. No, no, no you're fine. You're okay. fine. You're fine. You're I didn't fine. know it's you're, good. I'm always open to constructive no, criticism. No, you're fine. If I, if I were to ever do anything Photoshopped, I would actually send it directly to you. Don't worry about it. But no, it's just, I don't know. I just, I just feel like everybody at this point that's going through issues, you guys got to talk to each other, talk to somebody. And you do opening up and venting to whether it's a friend, a brother, a sister, Anybody, a parent, open your heart. somebody. Come, come talk to us. Oh, hell yeah. Come <laughs> talk to us. Are you sure you want that? Hell yeah. Why I don't not? know. I don't, <laughs> okay. I don't mind. <laughs> All right. But it, it's, it's communication is key. And I think the best way to heal any sort of, whether it's a scar or a wound, is basically opening up about it and talking to somebody. Yeah, that's absolutely. I, I, that's the best thing to do. The more you hold it in, the worse it's going to get. Absolutely. And it just keeps adding. A lot of times with men, too, they go internalize it. And then they play like nothing is wrong with them. But then they get deeper and deeper and deeper. And then then other issues arise up. Like they go into this depressive state that you can't even communicate with them. Uh, because they're already lost. They're too far deep into it. Again, you, you nailed it. Communicate. You know, communicate. Be open. Open your heart. Don't be scared to open your heart, people. I mean, this heart is there to be opened. And if that means somebody's going to reject you, let it be. Somebody else will not reject you. Somebody else will love you for it. That's that's the beauty of being who we are. It's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Re- re- you, Here's the thing. You get rejected in life all the time. 
Course, I mean, you can go to you can go to McDonald's and ask for a cone of ice cream, and they'll say our ice cream machine's broken. You just got rejected. <laughs> I mean, you're still going home. You're still putting your head on the pillow and sleeping, waking up in the morning, going back right. to work. It's just you know some rejections hurt a little bit more, but hey, how much did that one hurt? How the you ice see cream rejection? machine. It's bad, huh? Bad. Then you got to go grab a Big Mac instead. Is this the McFlurry ones you're talking about? Yeah, the ice cream no. cone. The cone. The vanilla. One ice time, cream. I think we I went to like cone. three different ones. They were all broken. They're all broken. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's they're they're known for that. There's isn't there an app or a, a website that keeps track of all the broken ones? Is there? Oh my god, I really? That bad? I so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I had those forever. Maybe I should go get it tonight when I go back. You should. <laughs> you should. <laughs> See, the problem is you end up getting other things along with it. I know, right? That's the, that's the big problem. But yeah. well, we'll, we'll, we'll cycle it out the next day. But Absolutely. See, Vadam says that's one of the ways that a lot of these people are trying to show their ex that, you know, I'm doing much better without you. I love but this conversation about ex people. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> X is your past. X is the man or the woman that you slept with for the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years. X is that person that you said, I love you, and and you shared bread, and you gave birth. You Like, why are we calling these X's monsters? I mean, <laughs> like, why are we, you know, you know what I don't get? Is people think everything is permanent. It's not. Nothing, Nothing is. is. Yeah. Nothing is permanent. Mm. I mean, literally, we come alone and we leave alone. Mm -hmm. This is, we say it, we intellectually capture it, but I don't think we really understand it, like heart, mind, and soul. But the truth of the matter is, things went wrong. Like, when I look at my own life, um, things went wrong. My ex is my ex, but he's also the guy that I forever will care for. And whoever I'm with now or will be or whatever that may be, that's that person will understand and respect that. And I will understand and respect their ex and wherever they came for, especially when you have kids. I mean, one of the one of the one of the things that I had to go through after my divorce. And again, I know the reason I'm talking about this, I think, because a lot of people won't talk about theirs as mm -hmm. much, but I talk about it so you know that I'm okay with this kind of conversation and so that you can learn to be open. Was that, uh, you know, when my kids' events were coming up, like, first of all, my parents had an issue with my ex, like my father, overprotective. I'm his princess. This could have never happened to only, me. Only girl. Only girl. And not only there, but also in my own Simonia and Oz. There's only a couple of us out of like 14, 15 boys. So like, you know, however, I had to bring him also to a place where dad, he's the father of my kids. We will. And, and I understood the painful place he was coming from. So I was empathetic. But like the, the first event I had to do was my son's graduation. And I invited my in-laws, I invited my ex, I invited everybody. And it was so awkward because, you know, in our Armenian families, when we have exes, you're no longer a part of it. Like, Chem Haskan, why not? <laughs> What's wrong with it? So it was an awkward first one. But you know what? That was only the first one. After that, every event we do, we do together. My in-laws come. I love my mother-in-law. 
um, she loves me. Um, now my parents love my ex and my ex loves them. So what I'm trying to say is we have to find a common ground. Why? Because of our children. If you don't have a child, you can curse your ex, do whatever you want with your ex, done with your ex. But if you got kids, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, don't do it. I am so sorry. But your ex and you do not come first. Your current man and you do not come first. Your kids come first until the rest of your life. You made a decision to have kids. That was not a decision because you were excited and you were having a great night, but it was a decision you made godly. It's a contract to the man above and to your kids and to yourself. So get yourself together. Make that relationship work together. And and deal, with <laughs> deal with it. Deal with it. Right? As simple as that. Raise good humans. Thank you. That's what it is. Thank you. I mean, one of these days when you guys hopefully will, will have an opportunity, you'll interact with my kids. You don't watch Viznernatsur. Watch, you know, like they're I, confident. I, I, I want to have a conversation with Armand. You have to. Oh, my God. I think Why you should do a show. You should do no, a no, show. Kick my ass. <laughs> Tackle your ass. 100%. <laughs> no, it's just that kid's, his his brain is just, is just. Yeah, he's, he's something wired special. different, <laughs> yes, and it's yes. just like I, I, I literally just want to see, like, you know, what kind of personality this kid really has because he's just he's somebody special. Yes, he is literally somebody special. I know that. I know. Yeah, and he is. I'm super blessed. And by the way, he's a surprise. I was like, oh my god, I'm pregnant. Oh, he's a surprise baby. So I, so I always tell him, like, Armand, you're a surprise, the best surprise I could have asked. Oh no, you didn't say he's an accident. <laughs> oh, I know. He's a surprise. <laughs> we try to get rid of you, Pedro. <laughs> it's no work too good for you. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, honestly, geez. yeah, I encourage that for for those parents that fear staying in marriage, miserable marriages, and yeah. ruining the kids. I encourage that for parents who have divorced and. Uh, like always are fighting, you know, our kids know they're loved. Yeah. They're loved. <laughs> I just remember John's comment. <laughs> oh say? my God, I remember. When this. we had the uh, family law attorney. attorney on the show and we were discussing divorces and custody. And John says, you know, when I was a kid, <laughs> my parents were going to get divorced. But since neither one of them wanted custody of me, they decided <laughs> to stay <laughs> together. <laughs> Poor guy. We, what a trauma. We, I mean, he's messing around. But yeah, we, yeah. We, we fe- I, I, I physically fell off the chair. I mean, I, yeah, we were like this poor, this poor oh, guest funny. is like, we read the comment and then we just start cracking up and we have a guest there. We're just like, listen, I'm sorry, but you know. Yeah, you don't, you don't know John, but you know. It's, yeah, he's just, he's just yeah, a but it's crack oh, up. That, that's, I'd like the, to meet John one day. Oh, <laughs> John. Is, were you at the famous? Yeah. He was there. He was, so the, he was the 90-year-old with the wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> with the caregiver. <laughs> with the caregiver. The, the nurse was behind him. <laughs> no, no, he's, uh, he's uh, what is he? Like, how, how old is John? Probably in his 50s. Early 50s. I he's think, in his, yeah. like, early 50s. <laughs> uh, tall guy. Uh, goatee. Uh, but okay. He, he recently yeah. qualified for Medicare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's off of hospice. Yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're planning another one. In November, so yeah. But so you oh, guys, is he going to be on it? Oh, you, oh, the famous. At the yeah, famous, I would yeah. love that. Yeah, well, yeah. Make sure you introduce me to John. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's a PI attorney. He's the <laughs> ravishing, good-looking yeah. <coughs> PI attorney. Yeah. Can't yeah, get, keep your definitely. hands or eyes off of him. But no, I mean, <laughs> go, going back to what you were saying, I mean, there's so many. I mean, just this year alone, and I was telling the guys, 
I dealt with four divorce sales. The fourth one is coming up in about another week. What's He's the main reason, by the way? What do you see here? <sighs> I'm just curious. By the way, I'm now always I, curious. Uh, obviously, you know, I'm not going to mention any names or anything. No, no, no. But the worst one, the worst one this year was one we closed in March. And I get a call in May saying we got to sell. And there was two kids involved. One of them was less than two months old. But what was the trigger? What what broke the camel's now, back? Every every divorce has obviously has a story to it. Um, it it's just I I think it's more of a community like like going back to the it's a communication thing. These I I, I think they call it what what Yervand um, Grigorian Doctor Yervand I love him by the way. It, he retired. He was one of my therapists during that process. You should. This guy should never retire. He I don't know why he's, he's amazing. He's the next his voice. With a his deeper voice. voice than yours. <laughs> yeah, <I'm laughs> <serious. laughs> I can't even do it. I can't even do it. He called it the first one of the he's number one reason is humility. Humility Humility, meaning, hold on. Meaning meaning that you putting your you're pride putting down. your you're putting your your, your um uh, wife or husband down. It's never there's not that proper communication. It's always about pointing fingers rather than um, trying to figure out, okay, was this something I had to do or you had to do or how do we resolve this, this matter? Yeah. It's, it's, it's about, well, you could have done better. It's never about me. It's always about you. It's because you, know, you didn't take the trash out. You didn't. Yeah. Um, so humility, sure. people think it's number one is finance, but it's not you. Like according no, to him, no, it's not. Yeah. It's not finance. According to him, it's so. not. It's not. I don't think it is. No, majority. Uh, the four, the three that we had, and the fourth one that just literally came up, which what I, were the reasons? Do you know, were they it different? Was it was communication. Communication. It was communication. Every single one of them, the root to the problem was communication, and you know, being <laughs> being a realtor, I realized that you're not only a realtor, you're a family therapist. You're everything. You're, ev- you're everything. And I think it's the same in your industry as well because we're dealing with three the same hours people. of therapy. Yeah, and it's <laughs> it's it's crazy that I have a client, literally, I'm not kidding you guys, texting me at ten thirty, eleven o'clock at night, saying, "Are you awake? Do you have a minute?" And I go, "Yeah, what's up?" And he goes, "Listen, I I spoke to uh, my wife. He's not calling him ex-wife. He says they're gonna call you tomorrow. Can you just kind of you know talk to them and see what's going on?" And I'm like, "Dude, am I?" A Family right. therapist at this point. I hate that. And the, the worst part of it is, is because you helped them in the purchase of this property. And now you're going to be helping them in the sale of it. But like I had no, you know, I have no role in your lives. All I was was just this person that showed up for about three to four, five months, maybe. Yeah. Spend some time together in the car, drove from house to house. But yeah, I don't know who you guys are, but you guys are turning to me and, you know, are, are they trying to validate, for example, that, um, say, they're they're selling the house, and for example, there's going to be capital gain taxes, or are they trying to kind of one spouse is trying to confirm whether the other spouse, whatever they're look, saying, the is one, true or not? The one we have coming up right now um, is just it's it's it, it's it's better that they're getting a divorce now because there's no kids involved. Oh, absolutely. That, that and, I'm not even worried yeah. about. Like if and on a financial note, I always do a disclaimer with these people. I say, listen, look, you guys are in California. You guys are married. So when you sell this property, know that I don't care if your husband or soon-to-be ex-husband mm-hmm. put in 
three hundred thousand and you put in two two thousand dollars, that's splitting fifty fifty. Yeah, of course. Unless you guys agree. And you know, you gotta shed that light on them and kind of disclose it because if you don't and an attorney gets involved and it's it's just gonna become a it's gonna it's gonna become a mess. And I tell them, look, find common ground, understand each other, find somewhere where both of you will be happy. And again, I don't want to bash any divorce attorneys or take business away from you guys, but uh, I think the best thing to do is kind of part ways outside of a courthouse. Mm. Understand each other outside of a courthouse, outside of attorneys. You want to put it in writing? Yeah, go put it in writing, but... Kind of part ways outside of court. Yeah, because once you get attorneys involved, that's it. Oh, you're, you're done. You're done. You're going to be three hundred thousand in debt. You. Yeah, you're giving your kids money and all the work you've put into attorneys. Again, uh, well, not only that, it drags on. Of course, it, it does. drags on, and it's like, do you do you really want it to drag on? Do you want to pay the hourly? Do you want to go and uh, I don't know. But you see, know. where does that come from? A man's ego, a woman's pride. That's where it is. A man's ego is like, okay, I'm. They're fighting. The woman's got too much pride. You gotta you know? put it aside Come for on, your. Put you gotta that put it aside, aside, and let's again, you know. See, Ophelia it says that's easy to say, but if you've been with a narcissist or or a sociopath, it's not as simple as let's put all of it aside and you know try to uh, listen. Be I, cordial and kosher about everything. Um, I um I can't speak for everybody, uh, but. Mine was not so simple either. I don't want to open up any more than I I already have. But um, I can tell you, if you were to ask the people around me, they um, I consider where we're at right now a miracle itself. Um, we we had it pretty rough um, the first two years. If you were to look at our texts and communication, you would have never seen the light of day of my ex and I having a normal relationship. Um, I don't know, you know, I can't speak for narcissistic or, you know, other psychological situations, but I do know one thing. Uh, I do know the power of empathy and the power of love and the power of patience and grace takes a long, long way, takes you further than you'll ever thought of. Uh, I got to tell you, I put my pride down big time, big time. I mean, there were times where in the very, very beginning, my ex would lash at me and I could have turned around. I mean... There were things that ex- was exchanged, the words that were ex- exchanged that if I did not, if I acted according to those words, believe me, we would not be where we are today. I had to literally sometimes, and if he hears this, he'll know, sometimes I had to even play, I was already broken. I had to play even more broken for his like empathy for his to he wanted me to be in that state and now i don't know 100 percent he wanted me to be in that state but that's what worked you know what i mean Again, we, we are where we are now because yeah <laughs> we are where we are right now and that that was the focus and like i remember one time i was going to beverly hills with my friend and he called and uh he was on bluetooth so it was a very quick conversation and the way he spoke to me my friend's like oh my god i can't believe you're dealing with that I didn't react. I didn't say this or that. But empathy, like everybody does a certain thing because we come from our own traumas, because we come from our own past, whatever that may have been. And I wasn't perfect. 
my marriage fell apart because of my own doing too. It, t- it takes two. Tango, yeah. You know, you don't. I can't sit here and say, you know what? I was perfect. I knew how to cook and clean, which I did. I made money. I was able to buy this and that and create and blah 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 blah. But I had my issues. You know, I made mistakes. The way I degraded him was was. Many men would have not tolerated that. Let me Did ask it, you a question. Yeah. Not to get too personal. Yeah, yeah. Who's the main breadwinner? Me. Did you again not to get too personal? <laughs> but <laughs> well, <laughs> but it happened. Did you did you talk down to him? Big time, and mm. I paid the price for it. You, and he, I understood. You, you broke him. I broke him. I I understand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I did my job. You know. Now, like fast forward, so many years later, I realized that, and I realized that towards the end of my marriage, that this is wrong. But you see, we all come from our past. Again, you know, I pursuing my life so early, reaching to so many successes. But by by age twenty four, I was driving my S class Mercedes. I had my property on Colina. I had my business. I had my kid. Like I felt godly. I should say, you super know, mom. super mom, super power. You know, you didn't have a G sixty three though, did you? No, <laughs> I wasn't there. I won't ever get full there. tax write off. <laughs> No, I, I am a little Mikichia. <laughs> I'm good there. But you know what I mean? Like, I, that was, um, I, I kind of had to, my pride was driving me. And so I did my damage, but I learned from it. And I learned from it. And um, so, so to all these women uh, or these men that, you know, like are always looking at how difficult it is, I had to actually was, now that I look back, I'm grateful that I married him. Super, super grateful. I have the best three kids in the world. I have the best friend in the world. He's my best friend now. I could say I'm his best friend now. We talk about everything. And I am super grateful so that I divorced him. you guys were meant him. to be friends. Yeah, we were meant to be friends. <laughs> I am super grateful that we divorced because we were not happy together. You know what I mean? You're not the only person who's actually vented like this. And it, this sounds like deja vu. Because <laughs> Narnit Tatevosian was on our podcast as well. And she said the same thing, you know? They were married. They have two, you know, they have two kids. And she says, we, we just weren't made to be married together. We're still friends. We still hang out. And it's funny that I think it was her son's birthday just last week. You know, in the background, you see, you know, the ex-husband. Well, the ex-husband, but you see the child's father there enjoying the moment. What's, with. Isn't that beautiful? Of course it is. Because you know what it is? It's like. Your kid grows up with mom and dad. Yeah, they're not in the same house, but your kid learns to know that, hey, listen, this is your father. Listen to your father. Respect your father. Hey, this is your mother. Listen to your mother. Respect your mother. Yeah, you know, we're not your traditional family where we sit down and have dinner together at home. But at the end of the day, you know, your kid's not going home and saying, oh, you're deadbeat dad or, oh, sure. you're deadbeat mom or you're, or you're, or you're, I could say something else, but we have a lady present, uh, your ex blah, 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 mother, you know, it, it it's, it, that's the one thing people need to avoid is basically, what was it? word you said? Humility, right? Humility. Yeah. That is the worst thing you can do, whether you're married or even at this point divorced to lower your kid's. Because you're lowering your kids. 100% so, you are. So That's what you do. do you think, after all that, you guys think love supersedes respect or the other way around? No, respect. Respect supersedes love. Respect supersedes love. Yeah. yeah. I think they, they hand in hand together, man. 
Well, love, love, let me tell you, uh, I'm a very romantic girl. <laughs> love, is, love is beautiful and I love being in love all the time. However, however, having said that, if I get turned off by a certain behavior after five, six times of repetitive behavior, I'm not going to love that guy the way I, but if I respect him for the person he is and the way he carries himself and the words he says and he delivers, yeah, you know, that, you know, so I, I think respect when you're maybe in your twenties, love, because it's just, oh, that's, that's, that's puppy love. That's puppy love, but, but respect and then love. I think it's, love is important though. You got to have love. It's yeah. Not, no so, money. Convenience. Violet says it's some Armenian dads think that's too Americanized to be friends after divorce. Where do you live? <clears throat> Where do you but, live? America. Welcome to America. Well, listen, um, but she's right. A lot of Armenian, a lot of Armenian, are you talking about men like you guys, like husband and wife men or like dads, like my dad. No, no, no. Like us, like huh. a lot of Armenian men cannot tolerate to see your ex-wife with another man married happy and well, oh yeah we're friends we're that's it's a it's it's not as listen it's easy to say it's not as easy to do because no, no, it's, no, it's, i'm not saying easy to say it's like what did you expect that's you normal want, though what did you what do you expect you expect I, her to basically just be single for the rest of her life i understand but what i'm saying is what she the point she makes it's it's a valid point because especially armenian men are very hard-headed and yeah, yeah, yeah. i love armenian uh, men no I, i'm agreeing with you i i, I totally so do i <laughs> i love armenian yeah. men I they're fantastic Ar i love uh, armenian men too. <laughs> <laughs> no i agree i get what you mean you're absolutely right but it's, it's like of yeah, course. what what else are you gonna do i mean what again I'm not that, saying has, you, that has a finesse too you know like, but but see even with them it took how many years to get to that point it took a long time right and the thing is, we keep our, like, private lives very separate, you know. And, um, you know, however, though, that day comes when I see him happy with a woman, and I actually talk to him all the time. I'm like, please, like somebody good. Because to me, it'll be a double benefit, you know. <laughs> My yeah. kids will go to a second yeah. mom. That's going to be amazing. I'll get to go out for wine a <laughs> little more go. often. <laughs> you know, but, like, I would be happy for him. Um, it's a personal choice. I don't, like, personally, I would not be disclosing my own relationship to my kids or anybody for a very long time because I don't need to. Why steer the pot for my kids? My boys feel comfortable being, you know, around me. They're, the home is theirs. My daughter feels comfortable. I'm theirs, you know. And, and then they go out having fun and, you know, like... But again, it's a personal thing. I'm, there's nothing yeah, wrong with I somebody mean, who comes out and says, you know what, this is my man. But I'm very sensitive about that because, first of all, that man that I bring to them, they have to be much older. They're right now, I got a 14 going on a 15. I got a 22 is old enough. Boy, boy. And then I got a 17. I mean, we still are pinnacle years. No. These are years that they want attention. It's about them. They talk about girls and boys. Homecoming is coming up Friday. But they're coming over for pictures and they're coming over for after party. My ex is coming over, by the way, to watch them as well. So <laughs> <laughs> FYI, just so that you guys know. You know, it's uh, why steer? They're, they're already going through so much, you know, like... Why confuse them anymore? I, I wouldn't want to be a 17 or 20 year old. Would you want your, <laughs> no. like, would you want No, no, right now in today's society, I, I, I wouldn't want to be 17 or 20. Like, yeah. I have it's, no it's desire. It's complicated enough already, I, I'd you be know? in jail. 
And then imagine, like, imagine you, like, at age 21, 22, not even 14 or 17, seeing your mom walks in with a guy or hangs out with a guy that's not your father. Even though you may take it neutral, but you're not. Internally, it's going to bother you. It's going to bother you, of course. So, knowing that, why would I want to put my kids through that? You're absolutely right. I think the best word you just used was, you know, you don't want to stir the pot. Yeah. Literally, you don't. You just leave it alone. And having another man or vice versa, another woman move into your home oh ain't happening yeah move into <laughs> i'm your telling home. you publicly Dude, ain't happening you that, love me or yeah. love until in. maybe after the kids marry off ain't happening even then I think no. even then as well even then. really you'll just get a cat <laughs> wow i mean i don't know because like, i know people that because <laughs> I, I know Ooh. I know exes where I'm not sorry exes I know people that you know they got divorced they have their ex and years have passed and the kids are much older maybe when I'm in my 60s it's just I, I look I'm at it as okay because see uh, when when the kids are gone, at that point, you're kind of like, okay, you're in the house, you're looking around, no one's here. And Feeling alone? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, I it's, think of that, believe me. It's, it's, it's funny, Edwin, Edwin Davidian, you know, you, you know, Edwin yeah, from House yeah, America, yeah. we were chit-chatting the other day, and, you know, I was asking, you know, how's everything, how are the kids, how's the wife, how's the family? And he goes, it's very awkward at home. And I was like, what's going on? He goes, well, he goes, you know, the other day, he's like, I'm sitting down at home, my wife is there with me. And, you know, my, my daughter's off to college, my son's off to college, and, you know, we have this big house, and we look around, and we're just like, it's just the two of us, and the house is empty. And he's like, it was this weird moment that just came, you know, came upon both of us where we were just like, wow, like, it's it's kind of a reality check, like, that's it. Like, you know, when they come back, are they going to continue to stay with us, or are they going to find somebody and then completely move out and it's like you get to that age where you're just like wow okay um what do we do now do we continue to stay here or do we do we downsize or like it's like different things in life change you so like for your your life for your life it would be more of like okay you know you got the house the kids are there when the kids move out like it you, sounds very scary. Are you going to be alone? Are I'm you going to be alone? See? Yeah, I am going to be alone. And I got to tell you, it, it is a very scary thought. But look, I don't know if it's me, but whoever I interact with that is like for the most part married or been in a relationship and they live together, they're always complaining. So I'm thinking if we keep this... <laughs> we well, you're keep trying this, to salvage they're, they're, the relationship. They're, they're, they're we're, they're we keep a rendezvous, with... you know, where it's like, well, you know, this... And I'm just being very candid. Like, yeah. I... I see around me, it's like that fire after a few years just dies down. And then it's like they complain about each other all the time. And again, I'm not saying that's so I don't know how I'm going to handle. Have you traveled with him? Um, Yes. You'll be fine. Yes. So this guy is Dr. Phil. All of a sudden, you travel with him? No, because they say you want to get to know a person, take a vacation. No, no, of course, of course. Um, But you know, or live with them. But in this case, you can't do that first. I don't know. Marry them. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I don't know how it's going to be. But um, 
But at this point, my priorities. Yeah, you have kids. time. Don't worry. Don't I rush. Don't time, right? Rush, Mia, like, Baba. You're very young. Don't worry. Some of my yes. friends, they're like, just oh drink my God. your water, <laughs> eat up, push, smashed, and you and everything will be fine. Drink a good dawa, dawa wine. Dawa wine. Yeah. So I'm grateful. I'm blessed where I'm at right now, Beautiful. and uh, that's why when I go to Armenia, I, it's awesome. It's a perfect world because um, you know he comes and he watches the kids at my place. He stays over and he takes care of the kids and I feel who better than their father, you know, and, you know, so we talk, you know, they're, they're happy because dad's habits is totally different. Mom's all yeah. about healthy and financial consciousness, healthy consciousness. Dad's bringing you Taco like, Bell? Yeah, that's like junk food every night. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Armand, you want to have Bud Light? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine Armand sitting in like the balcony, just like slouched over, <laughs> and then and then like the, the, a model. Yeah, yeah, and then all of a sudden you just see. Yeah, you see so it. They love it. They love it. So they get excited. Like, no, 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 you go to Armenia. Stay go. longer. Don't worry. Don't Not the office, but Don't worry. I gotta eat left on the house. We'll, we'll be okay for another six months. <laughs> You so, brought this from Armenia. Yes. Huh? Okay. Yeah, I did. What, what is this? Well, this is my new venture. So, uh, how does it feel? It's soft. It's a towel. Take take your clothes off and rub. Take, it. See how <laughs> it feels. All right, off the camera or on camera? <laughs> yeah. So, of course, those that know, I mean, let's talk a little about Armenia. I think I, I shared a lot about my personal life. Um, which thank you for doing so because oh. you've been very candid and open about it. Which is <laughs> how it works. Did you shave your head, by the way? No. Who said I shaved? I know. I saw Levy. I did not, I did not shave my head. Oh, you trimmed the sides. That's why. Uh. So why, why do you take it so personally? Like as if they're, they're telling like, you, did you castrate yourself? No, like, <laughs> God damn it. I didn't shave my head. It's just a freaking question, dude. Because they're like, oh, he shaved his head. No, because they're like. Uh, <laughs> no, they were like, Arno shaved his head. And then they're At like. At least they're concerned. They're, no. they're paying attention. Nobody cares if no, I and, shave and my then, head. And then the, f- the funny part was like, yeah, I could see it. See what? I have a hat on. Okay. Take it. <laughs> you see, you see what I have to deal with this emotional wreck right here? Doesn't that, doesn't that feel good? It does. It does. Okay. So see, this is a. Let me, so this is. Okay. So I'm working on importing this towels. Okay, from Armenia, made in Armenia, 100% Egyptian cotton. By the way, for years, my uh, ex, many years ago, went to Texas. I had embroidery, okay? But it, it doesn't, we're not going to have embroidery. But do, do, you want a, do you want to model for us? Okay. Wrap it around your waist. This is your size. It's, it's no, it's just, okay, so let me explain. It's not supposed to be skin tight like your this jeans. Is, um, your I really enjoyed this kind of a rope because it's easy, guys. You know, you just put it around and then you do blow dry your hair. You want to relax. It covers you enough and it's very comfortable. Yeah. I got to tell you for years. Plus it's going to enhance your romantic life if you wear this around the house. Well, seriously, easy and access. And if you're bougie, <laughs> just instead of saying queen on there, just put the win. <laughs> that, that's custom made. Or, I did a custom for sale. All right, open for so, business. Uh, so in any case, like, uh, I looked for it for years. Yeah. I mean, and I ordered some from Amazon, and I ordered from some other nicer sites. This quality just doesn't exist. Yeah, it's really soft. So it's soft. It keeps you warm. Don't give the brand name. It's going to be reversed. Okay. <laughs> So, so in any case, we're working on bringing this to uh, to U.S. Made in Armenia, and um, this is one of my ventures. So, 
And are you going to have bathrobes and actual bath towels as well? Bath t- we can. We, we're going to start with this. Yeah. And then eventually we can bring more of that. But the bath towels exist. This is what's unique. Mm. You know what I mean? So I wanted to bring something unique that I personally had an experience that, you know. So it's great product. I will let you guys know when the time comes so that you guys can order. I do pr- plan on bringing and selling bulk. But... It feels amazing. This is just one of the ventures. So going back to Armenia, I travel two, three times a year to Armenia. So now I have my back office. You will super be impressed when you work with me on loans this time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm talking about these girls, underwrite files, submit it to the bank. While you're um, sleeping, like they're in-house processors. In-house processors. And not only that, they're underwriters, they're processors, they're smart. So they, technically right uh, now they're working at the office, yeah. no? Well, no, well, not now. No, no, no. They work our time. Oh, they work our time. They work time. our yeah. time. My staff There's works There's nothing time. you can do beautiful right Beautiful girls, beautiful team. I saw you at Paul. I was going to say, you should start recruiting some of these girls to bring them over to. No. For... They're girls that are working okay, there. Okay, fine. <laughs> Is that what no, no, I'm not saying say? for oh, myself. I'm referring for single No, no, for single your friends. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they have to move over there. Not for you. <laughs> you know, Kara's bad back on this. They're amazing girls, but they are. They're beautiful yeah. girls. His, his, his luggage is going to be in his two trash cans no, when he gets no, home. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know he's not referring to them. He's referring know, to I his know, friends. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Yeah, beautiful girls, smart girls, intelligent girls. Um, so that's been like my office and they do, so they do evening work, like, and then they also have time to do like work in the morning. So this is something that they're going to be handling in the morning because they get bored yeah. versus here you know we have a challenge with staff they get tired but they how do they work our time though because if you they open go at, in late if you they open go at on, nine night they shift. go at nine at night, night and shift. they leave like around three o'clock oh, um, no. middle of the night but i've already you know kind of their rides are set up yeah, and yeah. they have a very comfortable office they have the fridge the heater the couch they you know so you got everything from the office set up transportation everything's basically set up she set that up the last time yeah my girls are really like comfortable we have an amazing relationship so why did i do that okay so i do a lot of you know armand you're part of our board we're doing this together we we do a lot of non-profit work but my focus is the economical infrastructure macro level and micro level for armenia Um, And I kind of, being the curious person I am, I'm always about digging, 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 trying to figure out what I can do and improve, right? How I can improve. I have to say, it's really been a joy. Um, I have come across some amazing people, and uh, we are working on doing things together. So, Armenia, you're smart. Is there something you want to comment? I was thought you were about to <laughs> No. Somebody's voice. Grant was saying, Okay, the more you sell, <laughs> the more messages we're going to get okay, about okay, okay. introduce us uh, and all that. There you go. <laughs> 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 okay, we're going to make Well, in any case, so um, I love Armenia. If I'm not clear enough, it's something that I tend to go. Every time Armenia, you'd mentioned a little bit earlier about your parents, it's a different experience. You had a little bit of a different experience. For me, every time I go to Armenia, it's a different experience. Um, But at the end of the day, I get out with, wow, like I met this one too, and I'm able to do this too. I got to tell you, it does feel emotionally yucky at times there. 
Um, so this time around, I questioned everybody I came across, all of the, you know, you know, I would ask, do you feel emotional all the time? They're like, yeah, you know, so I, in Armenia, I feel bipolar, by the way. I'm super excited and then super sad, super depressed and super, like, fulfilled. You know, I can't, like, here I'm not like that. It's a very, like, a balanced, but over there I'm PTSD, bipolar, you name it, there's, I am. There's a bunch of emotions going on all at the same time. Yeah, but I found out that that's, I don't know, it's just the people and the, the emotions that are going yeah. through, the energy that's going through. So believe me, it's not an easy trip every time. It really isn't. However, I'm grateful. Listen, I have had an amazing experience. We just started our music healing, music healing uh, with Armenians for Armenia. So in Artsakh, which sad to say what we're dealing with right now, we have a lot of schools that we have many Armenian children specifically. Uh, also, a lot of the Shushi kids have, you know, have moved back in there. Unfortunately, it's so unfortunate what we're dealing with right now. We don't know what it is, but we're going to know very soon. Um, You know, they work on healing these children through music, teaching music. And then we have the PTSD program that for soldiers that we are launching, that we're working on uh, helping our soldiers. But it's not your PTSD, go to therapy for an hour and talk and leave. It's a lot of empowering, uh, motivating, helping um, hands on, hands on, a yeah. lot of hands on. It is cr- excruciating. Uh, on my birthday, which I got, I usually tend to celebrate my birthday in Armenia, or at least I pass my birthday with my family and then I go to Armenia. I'm, I had um, one of my our heroes, Neri Maman Tikrani Maman Eleanor. She's one of my dear friends, and then my other best friend Shushanik. We went out to dinner to celebrate my birthday. I mean. It is painful, you know. We talk about him. We talk about Tikran. We talk about the path he took. We talk about, you know, how we lost him. We talk about, you know, how the mother feels in moments and how she tries to find... I mean, she's a hero. You know, I get goosebumps when I talk about it. These are things that really kill me when I'm there, you know. However, I want to be an example not to all of you guys, but to half of you guys, to a quarter of you guys, get out there. Why did I make this decision to do what I'm doing? Um, I want to have Armenia. I don't want to lose Armenia. I take it personally. I take that torch personally. Not that I'm big enough to do anything, but I take that personal, personal promise that I will do everything I can now, I'm fortunate because my kids are old enough and I got my ex-husband that's able to be supportive and my office is set there and here. So uh, we create. I create, was able to create that space that I'm able to do. Of course, that's not how it was. So I encourage all of you to get out there and experiment. You do what makes you happy, but go out there and go deep. Like It's like anything, right? When you start riding a bike... You first fall down, and sometimes if you fall down a couple of times, then you decide not to do it. Some people do it. Or sometimes when people start swimming, like they choke and they decide they're not going to swim anymore. Armenia is just like that. You know, you go, you, you'll, just like any country, you may be, uh, missed, uh, you know, taken advantage of. You may be lied to. You may, um, and I'm not saying you will, but I'm saying these things will happen, may happen, 
but give it a chance. You'll also come across some brilliant people. You'll come across some incredible um, things and stories, and you'll find that light. But you gotta, you, you gotta you, give it a chance. We can't see. We are the largest in LA in diaspora, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing? The LA is the largest in the what world. What are we doing? Yeah. I mean, by all the respect, please. I'm not. Don't take this the wrong way. I'm not degrading the nonprofits or degrading the people that are doing protests. But what are we really doing? I mean, we got to do more than what we're doing. That's all I'm asking. So, you know, if you guys have an issue of trusting sources, reach out to us. You know, we, we've proven to so many people that, you know, whatever we do is transparent. We can connect you. If you want to be in the psychology aspect of it, I'll connect you to people there. If you want to be in the medical aspect of it. Uh, my new project uh, that we are going to be launching soon, working on doctors here, hopefully with UCLA and some Orange County doctors. Did you know that every thousand child that's born in Armenia, three of them are, are deaf? They can't hear. Why? They are born with deaf deafness. They can't. Their cochlea, the, the behind the ear, uh, so... You know, like where the cochlea is, you guys? Like, I don't know if I can... Right behind the ear, there is a, a liquid. Mm-hmm. Uh, that liquid has, stem, uh, has has specific cells, axon and neurons and all that stuff. S- some of those kids that are born, those few kids that are born, that part doesn't work. So they need to be able to rejuvenate it. So they have to go in there, in the cochlea, put in a specific electrical uh, device. device. And then... Now, Armenia could, through Europe, order, it costs about $10,000 to, to, it's a round little cordless, a wireless product that you put right behind your ear, and that you just charge it at night, and for the rest of that, your life, that kid can hear. So now, this is something that's new in Armenia. They had it, but it was wired, but can you imagine a kid walking around with a wired yeah. Here. So now they came up with that. So now with Shenkovitz Hospital, you met Alexander, we're working on this project where we can start healing, you know, these children who who have who are deaf. Uh, so this is my like it's kind of like the eye care project with Dr. Leah Children's Hospital. Yeah. Now we're working on this one. So these are the stuff that I'm involved with when I go. Do I get a chance to party in Armenia? No, not yet. <laughs> I mean, it's like this time I wanted to. I really wanted to go just, um, you know, like from this time I wanted to just go disconnect, like to party. But then the war happened. Yeah, there's no way to say. You go in there and the sad faces, you know, people are confused, unstable. It's yeah. just at this point, it's just kind of like we hope for the best because, like you said, you know, there's so much we can do. And at the same time, it's, you know, who are we? I mean, if you ask me personally, I think the fate of Armenia was written in 1999 after the parliament shooting. That's when the fate of Perhaps. Armenia was written. That's what Perhaps. I. That's what I personally think. Uh, other people might have other opinions about it, but um, I mean, these government officials who have been quote unquote elected into office, you know, the fate of whatever is happening now, our kids, our people, our country is in their hands. Whatever they're going to do with it, uh, I mean. Nobody well, knows. You see all these pictures of them sitting down with, you know, our enemy and, you know, conversing. What are they talking about? Till today, nobody knows. People have assumptions about it, but nobody knows. Well, listen, I think what was 
what should have been done long time ago was not done from the previous government to where we are right now. However, not to give credit to what we have right now, but remember, we're talking about 30 years of destruction that now we're expecting this current government to make it perfect. Okay, I'm not giving the current government credit, neither am I giving the previous one, but I, have to, I know from experience of building a home and making a family and building a friendship and whatever it is, it takes time. You put one block and then another one and then another. But if we're looking at a country that the blocks have been missing and sold and now we're trying to build. And so, yeah, the government didn't do their job. The people perhaps didn't do their job. Yeah. The people here perhaps didn't do their job either. So it takes a team effort. You know, I have Jewish friends I hang out with all the time. Love them. I love their mentality. I love their thoughts. And every single time I sit with whoever it is that's that's Jewish, I always ask them, how do you, you know, I want to know, what is it about your country? You know, of course, we know the obvious. America is backing up, you know, this and that. But it's not just America backing up. There are reasons behind it. You know what one of them told me, and that stuck with me. He says, you know, Ani, whether we're in diaspora or we're in uh, Israel, we sleep with one eye open. We don't sleep with two eyes closed. We just don't. We're always ready. If we did that in homeland, outside of homeland, we would not be where we are today. We haven't done our job. So now, okay, we haven't. What are we doing from here on? That's what it is. You know, we have to, and does it mean what we're doing from here on is going to be amazing? Uh, like we're going to bear fruits? Kind of not. We don't know, you know, but do we just give up? No, you can't. Right? Like, so, I don't know. That's my thing. I want diaspora to kind of have a different um, awakening, a different glance of things. Um, we we are very judgmental when we go to Armenia. We sit in the taxi, and the taxi driver is, is not respectful. We come back here, and we're like, oh, we even have people I was but, sitting but to see I didn't experience that and see, and I was I at a, I was at an event last week at a birthday and my cousin was like asking me how was Armenia I hadn't seen him since I had come back I said you know people were great 95 percent yeah, how was your experience as far as what you were talking about like the service and everything I I had Maybe two, one or two disrespectful cab drivers, and I took a cab probably two, three times a day. Yeah. So three weeks span, that's a lot of cabs, right? Um, is, our yeah. private driver who would take us to longer distance was amazing. Uh, and my cousin's like, you're the first person that's ever said that. Everybody complains about it. I'm like, how does everybody complain? I don't understand. If you told me that five, ten years ago, maybe. Shut up, Hoffman. But now, Are you? the improvements I saw with the roads and the construction and all, if we put aside everything else that, that's been going on the last, especially two years, but let's say the last four years of uh, the current administration, I, I don't mean to downplay the fact that how many, how many soldiers we've lost. In, uh, that's not what I'm saying. Sure. But the improvements... Is is, ph- is phenomenal. I mean, the, the the road you drive to, let's say Garni or Gyumri or 
or Jermuk or anywhere. Before, if you drove a car there, you had to get the shocks replaced after yeah. you arrived. Now it's like smooth driving, just like in LA. High speeds. Uh, I don't know, the service at the restaurants everywhere. People, yeah, they were still the moonnut of people here and there, but overall. There's the same people everywhere. Like yeah. That. yeah. So overall, I saw a lot of improvement, and it was really, I, I was pleasantly surprised that Good. The, the service was so much better. <laughs> and yeah, people. And I would talk to different people, ask them about, you know, how are you doing? Some of them, majority of them were happy right? with, with the current administration. Some of them were like, you know, we were living better before, uh, which is understandable, you know. But but then I would ask them, like, you know, how were you living be better before? You seem to be making more money today. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I make more money today, but everything is so much more expensive today. But that's not the government. That's the world now. Yeah. I'm Got like, it. listen, what do you think it is in L.A.? Same thing. Like, uh, I'm trying to pump gas in yeah. L.A. <laughs> well, gas is more expensive there. Well, it's don't, don't they run on natural gas as well as far as... Propane, yeah. yeah. Propane, yeah. 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 Is it propane or natural gas? It's propane. Propane. Yeah. They literally have big tanks in yeah. the back, you know, like 50-gallon tanks, I think. Some See, like, God forbid, if you get into a car accident... Can you imagine? Well, that's the thing. See, I appreciate your candid conversation. Like, oftentimes, I hear when I come back, like... Or when my friends reach out to me, I've had a c- occasional like. Uh, they're like, "Oh, Belarusmen pachnen Hayastanis." First of all, no, that's not the case. The people I hang out with, the people that I interact with, they love their country. I pick my girls at the office. The first question I ask is, "Are you staying in this country or are you leaving?" Is this why they said yeah, we're staying? I said, "Why are you staying?" Well, we love our country. Where else would we be better than this place? To me, that's important. Because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because we have to, you know. But then you see like some spurkas, uh, coming and going. And then they're putting all these negative things out there. And some, I went to get my nails done at this nail parlor, you know. And then this nail, that the lady that was doing my nails, but next to it, and some Armenian artist comes, sits next to her. And then they're complaining about how bad it is. And they have to leave. And I, I let them finish. And then I looked at her. I said, can you just remember... I'm a spurkahai, but so I'm not going anywhere. But you be careful what you're saying about this country because a lot of like our spurkahais that go and they speak with two, three people that are like complaining about the place, they come back running, you know. Again, you know how we were talking about the kids and divorces and exes? This is about your kids. You know, you... Do things because you made a decision to bring these kids to the world. Patriotism should not be a choice. I'm not saying be radical. But if you have roots, when you put that chorovats on and you're enjoying your arah with the chorovats and you're putting that nice music on and you're enjoying and going into your childhood and remembering that or the weddings that you go to or whatever it is, that's what it's about. So how do we preserve this culture? How do we preserve the beauty of our country? How do we strengthen it? And that's what we really need to focus on, not yes, whatever it is. Listen, I don't care about any one of them. I'm saying it out loud, and I say it in front of them, by the way. I'm Armenian. I want to preserve my motherland. I want to cultivate it. I want it to be the best thing there is. By the way, there's so much development. Have you seen that? Mm-hmm. And so... <clears throat> I want you guys to feel good about Armenia. Armenia is beautiful. <laughs> See, my, my dad the other day was like, 
he would he would complain about certain things because obviously he's 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 number one he's older, uh, so he likes things. A cer- dad, he likes things a certain way, certain scheduling, and he's a businessman, so his mentality is a little bit different. But the other day he was like, uh, you know, if I was in Armenia again, I'd be I'd be walking on you know this street and that street. There's really nothing to do here anymore. Oh, and he I'm likes like, it. Oh. So I'm like, I'm like, so so what happened? Are you are you are you bored of here? He goes, no. He's just like, you know, they're uh, like, how much can I? Because he's retired. He's like, how much can I just like sit around and do this and do that? He goes, it's 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 getting boring. I'm like, well, you were doing the same thing in Armenia. You were just walking around the streets. He goes, yeah, Arvita. but you see, he goes, you see people, you talk <laughs> to people. There's life out there. There's life he goes, out it's, it's, there. He's like, it's it's different there. So I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think when, like people his age, which I know several that. Spent probably three, four months out of the year in Armenia. Uh, it's he can't, he can't be that far away from the uh, from the grandkids. He'll go crazy. Both him and my mom. That means you guys have to travel often with him. <laughs> <sighs> Touchy this subject. guy refuses to go to Armenia. Right? Wait, now. when were you ever in Armenia? Two thousand and eight. And you're not? You haven't gone back no. yet? Are you serious? No. Why not? So I'd, su- rather, I'd rather I'd rather go somewhere else. It's not surprising. I haven't I hadn't gone back since ninety yeah. two. Like I was telling, I had a, you're, you're bringing it up, and I'll bring it up right now. This after this morning, you know, my parents came to see the grandkids, and you know, we were chit chatting, and I said, uh, you know, next year I want to go to Croatia, and you know, my dad was like, well, why Croatia? I'm like, because I want to go to Croatia or I Sweden. Croatia? What Armenia and Croatia? You know what? Some like I know some people who who've made. Armenia, their kind of hub. hub. Yeah, they'll go to Armenia for. And they a go week, to Europe, and then they'll go to France. If they're yeah. gonna go to Croatia, they'll go to Armenia for a week, yeah, and then, then fly go, out. Yeah. It's, it's it's cheaper. I know. I've why? Heard. Why? I want. I want to know why you don't want to go back. I want to see other things. I want to see you the can. world. Okay. I know. No, I know. I know. But got it. There's just something telling me that there's so much out there, and that I, I just I love traveling. Sure. And we haven't been. What happened? Volume. I'm hearing some background. Are you? It's not my phone. Hmm. Not my phone. Okay. But anyways, uh, yeah. I love traveling, and we haven't traveled since pre-pandemic. Oh wow! You need to travel. Yeah, I've re- no, I've refused to travel because of the whole masking on planes and vaccine card. This bullshit. That like I, I was just refusing. Like. I'm finally, you know, putting something together to go to Vegas this year. Oh, wow. <laughs> because it's finally like open, open. So as soon as my Alec turns one, I told my wife as well. I said, we got to start. We got to start going, going out and traveling because, you know, we don't know when the next possible lockdown or mask mandate. No, you got to travel. So uh, for me, it's more of a there's a lot to see in the world. I've been to Armenia. Will I go back? Absolutely. I will go back. But you want to see other things. But Got it. priority to me is I want to see Croatia. I want to see Sweden. I want to see, I want to go to Bulgaria. I want to go to Japan. Got it. There's con- oh, you want to see different things. There's, so there's different countries and cultures that I want to experience. Armenia is Armenia. Armenia, you know, Arachastvaz, God willing, it'll still be there. It will be. It'll still be there. Uh, that's how I look at it. So I will go back to Armenia, but for me, priority right now is kind it's of to travel other places. Travel other will places. you go back again anytime soon? I'll go back to Greece. <laughs> I know. <laughs> 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 
I think I want to go to Greece with him. Parakalo. It's funny because I was telling my I was telling my wife the other day. I was like, you know, Greece is somewhere I'd like to go. And if, I, if we're going to go, I think I want to go with this guy. Yeah. Where did you with, go in with, Greece? With me, you have a different type of... <laughs> you like Tovik? Oh, my God. Like best, the best. Be, best seafood I had in Greece. Tovik is the best. Which, uh, thank you for that recommendation. Because she, she texted oh, me. Oh, yeah, this is the guy that you recommended, yeah. right? Yeah. She said, make sure to go to his restaurant. Yeah, and it was amazing. It was about 30 minutes away from Athens. It's kind of like the Malibu of yeah. A- Athens. Glyfada, almost. Glyfada. Uh, Glyfada? Yeah. The, it's in the Glyfada. Is that area. what it was? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, 30 minutes away, and we were with you know my friend and his wife and his family as well. So I was like, okay, you know what? It's fine. It's only 30 minutes away. Let's try it. So we went, and the squid and the calamari, yeah. doesn't nothing came close. Everywhere we went, <laughs> I tried it, even the Greek salad. Everywhere we went, I'm like, okay, we're going to have yeah, this. They're this. really good. There's nothing compared to And the to view, the view. Oh. oh. The picture looks like I took. Perfect I, I sent you. Yeah, the he was saying yeah, like, yeah, I did. You I mentioned that. that you were like, it looked like the sun was just. Well, well that's Santorini's sunset. Oh, was that's that the that? Best. Okay, because I remember you world, were mentioning yeah. something where the, it looked like the sun was just kind of just. It goes into the yeah. It, that Santorini's into the, into sunset you can't compare you to, can't anything, compare to anything, anywhere yeah. in the world. Yeah, it's it's oh. and it's not me saying it. You can Google. Most beautiful. Most beautiful sunset. Santorini's number one. It's a, but. You have to see it in person. Doesn't do justice yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah, I, n- absolutely not. The phone captures part of you know, just. It's not. Yeah, the no, effect is the different. Same. You should go to Greece. Yes, but uh, see, that's the challenge. Even in the U.S., there's so many states, so many places, beautiful places to visit. One lifetime is not enough, unless you just pack up half the year every year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, go out. But you should. You you make a you make a bucket list for yourself and you just kind of doing. you just set something up where what's priority to you and like for in the States I would love to go to New Orleans and have the food oh, there. I love New Orleans, yeah. Have their jambalayas, their crawfishes, their oysters. I've heard that New Orleans has the best oysters in the world. I've been there. I Is went there good? right after the hurricane. Hurricane uh-huh. Katrina, yeah. And I, I actually went to Emeril Lagasse's restaurant. He cooked for us. Oh, really? And how, and how yeah. was the food he, in New he, Orleans? He literally cooked everything on the menu for wow, us. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. What an experience. <laughs> and how, how was the New Orleans food? Well, it's... Spicy. I mean, no, no. The, the cuisine, yeah, it's, it's completely different. It's Cajun style. Uh, great quality, especially like the crawfishes and yeah. those types of things. The catfish and things that catfish I would never eat here. Mm. But in New Orleans, in bottom feeder. Yeah, in New Orleans you eat it. New Orleans, as they. Co- but you know what's interesting in New Orleans? It's it's Napoleon Law. So because we did de- we did a lot of real estate transactions there, and you, there's no escrow, no no notary. Everything is done through the attorney's office. Just that's all, like that's that, the majority right? of the East Coast. This is just new, really. Yeah, I had a client who moved from Louisiana. Philly. Was like yeah. Uh, well, I think Louisiana East, was like the that. majority yeah. of the East Coast is like that. We had one where a client was selling in Philly. And there is no title there. Well, there is title. There's no escrow. There's no escrow. Everything's done through an attorney. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. It's crazy. In New York? New York, in Philly. Uh, where else? In Michigan, it's like that as well. The Carolinas. Well, the East Coast is, is a little bit different than different. here. It's interesting, right? It's, it's, cheaper. it's yeah. cheaper here. That's amazing. I did not know that. Actually, I have a transaction in New York. Thanks for reminding See, me. See, the, the closest thing <laughs> I'm going to get to New Orleans is basically going to Disneyland and going to New Orleans. Bubba gum shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no. But frontier. you should travel more often. It's a kids well, are young. No, well, kids are young. No, I have, a, I have you, an eight month old. Eight month eight, old. Oh, you have a baby, just, baby. Yeah. Just wrap up and go. Well, don't put yeah. too many. I did with my kids. I've always an eight month old. Yeah. Um, well, not necessarily Armenia or Greece. Yeah, but, but locally. No, locally, yeah. I mean, I'm not, he's eight months old. He's eight months he old. He looks like a big boy when you post pictures. He's a, he lo- he looks. He's a he's a he's Kerne Nakash. He looks like his uncle. He's a, big, he's a big kid. So and you should see what they do to him, bro. This Aww. poor kid. Like the videos they post with him, and it's like Aww. it's like the boy that he was like the uncle was waiting for just to like oh. mess around and just post stupid that? stuff with it. I'm just like, yeah, there you go. There, this is this is what you wanted. Entertaining, yeah. <laughs> he, he comes over and like it's either the Terminator on TV, Van Damme movies, Rambo. I, it's just uh, I'm like porn. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other day he was actually he put the thong song by uh, Cisco, <laughs> and then Elila walks. He goes, "What the hell are you doing?" He goes, and he's like holding him and he goes, "Dong, dong, dong, dong." Yeah, he's like, "It's a boy, it's a boy." But it's it's, it's interesting how you raise them so differently. Like boys are just. Oh yeah, you have other sensitivity with boys than you have with girls, and then it's. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, see, so you, know. you, you got to bring another one to, you know. You guys need one girl. more. Oh. You both need one more. Yes. We'll see. Next show, I want to know the <laughs> I, I guess I'll, well, I'll, I announced I'll, I'll discuss it with my wife. Yeah, tonight. Well, I <laughs> well, I announced Elena was pregnant on the show live. I didn't even tell them. Oh, yeah. wow. it was the end of the show. We wrapped it up, I and it. I announced it there. But you know, it's kids are a blessing, man. They are. They're a blessing. They're so important for us. They're they keep us young. You know, people say they make us look. You know, they mitz outside, date outside. No, they make you young. You're talking about my wife looked at me. And she goes, "Babe, your beard. Oh my god, it's getting gray. white and gray." I'm like, it's a wisdom. And I'm like, is it bad? She goes, no, no, no. It's wait, sexy. It's, it's, it's sexy. salt and pepper. I was going to say. Wait yeah. till, wait till uh, Alex is a little older. Like a little older, meaning when he starts playing with toys, you're going to relive your childhood through him. With oh, him. yeah. If I know. It, like bro. remote I'm, control I'm, cars, everything. That I have no idea. I'm waiting for <laughs> yeah. it. I'm is waiting. that what you do? Well, you uh, have to. So you have yeah, to. Every, I mean, everything. Arcades and go-karts and you name it. Driving anything you just get to relive your childhood with modern day toys yeah. instead of what i had when I was yeah i'm waiting for boys I'm, will be boys I'm, I'm exactly i'm waiting for the drone days i'm waiting for the lego days i'm waiting for oh, wow. the you know how exciting though it's, it's, look at that 100 like with my see with my the relationship i have with my daughter is different than i know for a fact it's going to be with my son because with my son I'm, it's exactly what he said you're going to be living your life through with him with your childhood yeah. again with him. with him with him but with my daughter it was like when i when, when she was born and because our family we're, we're a disney family so disneyland for us is a big is a big deal can i see myself taking my son to disneyland and having him enjoy it no why because it's kind of like the whole princess fairy tale kind of thing so like I'm, I'm, and he wonders why I haven't been to Disneyland. Yeah, but he's like, see, oh, you haven't been to Disney. But see, wait, no. but see now. But are you gonna take him to Knott's Berry Farm? No, Magic I'm gonna Mountain. take him to Magic Mountain. But no, I will take him to Disneyland and Disney World. Why? Because they've incorporated Marvel. They've incorporated uh, Star there's Wars. There's a Toy Story. There's like yeah, and Star Wars. So Star Marvel, now yeah. I'm waiting for him to grow up so I can. Mama, sit take down. him to strip club. <laughs> you drinking over there? <laughs> you smash. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I don't mean up Sometimes just don't change tough. Oh, no, no, no. They never change. Are, are we going to dabble into the uh, real estate market? A real bit? estate. Since Let's we have two experts, one who's got how many years experience? 24. 24 years and 13 years. 13 years this year. Both respectfully combined. That's what, 58 years? <laughs> 68 years. Your math is completely off. 24 plus 13, 49. 49 years, respectfully. It's like that It's like that Howard Stern, uh, the clips that they do with the Beetlejuice guy. They go, Beetlejuice, what is one plus one? 34. <laughs> and they go, that is correct. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've, we've had this discussion uh, off the air and on the air multiple times. And I mean, it's, it's you know what it is? Here's the thing. I mean, let me let me lay lay it out like this for you. Nobody, for who? For me or for, for everybody? Oh, for, for everybody. everybody. Because here's the thing: nobody has a crystal ball to know what's going to happen in the future. Of course not. Nobody does. Yeah. But as far as what we're predicting and what we're seeing happening now, we can tell what will happen in the next year or so. Now, a lot of people. There's a lot of fear mongers out there. Fear porn. Fear porn. PBD. Dave Ramsey, actually, no. I think both of them. Yeah, but uh, who, who the one, who's the one that came up with that phrase? The fear Wasn't porn. It Ram, Ramsey, Ramsey right? came yeah. up with it, but there's a lot of people that basically kind of don't understand exactly what's going on because they're they're really not in the field. They're not doing what they're doing, and people spread misinformation. And again, I'm not going. I'm not going based off of uh, PBD. I'm saying locally and. How about like somebody like a Jamie Dimon? Does he know what he's talking about? Again, nobody has a crystal ball to say it's what will happen. It's not about crystal ball. It's about, you know, back in the days, I forget what year it was, Chase actually um, uh, bailed out the government, the treasury. How long ago? Levick, what year was that? <laughs> when, was the last what time, year was. when was the last time the market crashed in modern-day America, meaning after the Industrial Revolution? The real estate or yeah, real estate market? When was it? When did it crash? Wasn't it two thousand and eight? Seven, okay. eight. Prior after prior to that, when did it crash? Nineteen eighties. No, it never uh, crashed. It was an adjustment. That's what it was. What, what do you consider? An I adjustment, was going to say, though? what do you consider adjustment? Adjustment is basically what what we're going to be seeing in the next six to eight months. Which is what ten percent? No, no. Because what we're seeing right now is homes are still selling. Why? Because there's a supply and demand. But homes aren't selling dollars $300,000 over asking. This 2020 and 2021 market was an artificial market. Big time. Big time. And I had a conversation with the client the other day. He goes, this is not uh, the interest rates and all this stuff. This is not normal. And I said, well, what's normal? Two years ago when... You were out and about searching for a home and you were bidding $100,000 over with no contingencies and putting fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 of your deposit on the line. Was that normal? And he paused and he said, well, no, no, that wasn't normal. I'm like, bro, you have to be happy and blessed that you can actually put in an offer now and say, hey, give me 17 days to get my loan in place. That you can do now. Now, there are certain areas, and again, I, I said this to you on the chat as well. There are certain areas, certain pockets, certain neighborhoods that are still desirable. And the turnaround ratio, meaning 
homes that hit the market and sell are very low, meaning less than like five to one percent. So, so when you, so when you say, <clears throat> for instance, prices during twenty twenty and twenty one were artificially inflated. So let's let's speak hypothetically. Let's say a million dollar home that in twenty twenty one was selling for one point two, one point three because of forty five offers. And in twenty twenty one it was selling for again another two, three hundred thousand more. Now you're talking about a sixty, seventy percent increase in mm-hmm. two years, right? Mm-hmm. Now when you're saying the prices are gonna drop to 2019, 2018. But they were supposed to be in 2020. Okay, so it's a huge it, it, drop isn't right that there. a 60% drop? No, it's not. The prices that they were paying then was not market value. Those homes, are not, those homes were not purchased at market value. Those homes were purchased based off of no appraisal contingency, meaning I am removing my appraisal contingency. I will pay the difference of whatever it appraises well, for. Right, but again, when you say it's not market value, if every other home sold at that value, then that is the new market okay. value. So how do you comp a house? Based on Based sales, on the sales in the area. What's sold in the area? Uh, how, how many months? Six Last months. Two. So six months, right? So within the past six months, you look mm-hmm. at what's sold, and you comp it based off of that. Now, if it's basically you're paying over it, and if you have an appraisal contingency, yeah, go ahead and basically... Start renegotiating, quote unquote, back down to whatever it appraised for. But the one thing that's saving this market right now is the supply, because people don't want to rent. Thing that's saving yeah. the market. The only is- people don't want to rent because rental market is ridiculous right now. It's, it's really, high. it's really, really high. Rental market is really Why high. Why is it high? Because of again, supply and demand. It's not people want to live in certain areas. People. Why don't you go and live in Santa Clarita? Because to drive to my office is 40 minutes. How often are you at your office? You can't work remotely? No, to me, I everything I there there's a reason I live one and a half miles. So your from my demand office. is here. It has to be nearby, it's right? It's not about demand, it's my preference. I can go work from Greece. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. But why don't you go my, to why don't you can have a beautiful home bec- in Santa Clarita and work from there? And pay half the property taxes, half the payment, and of live course. very comfortably. And I could go live in Arizona and Absolutely. pay a quarter of that. Exactly. So it's a supply and demand thing. There's people that choose to live in certain cities. There's people that choose to live in certain na- neighborhoods. So that's you saw the text I showed well, you this yeah. morning. Mm-hmm. People are saying the market is shifting, right? Yes. In certain areas, it is. There is some sort of change going on. There's a house, and, I, and I'm not kidding you guys. I could literally show you guys the text message. We went and looked at it. It's in, it's in the city of Glendale. It's on Norton Street. Beautiful property. It's a complete fixer, but it has great bones. On a 12,000 lot, they listed the property for $1,225,000. Now, if you're not in the industry, what are you thinking? I had a conversation with the client. He says, the market's kind of changing. Can you look into this house for me? Uh, I think the seller might be desperate. It's been on the market for a week. I said, do you know how many offers are on that property? He goes, I don't think there's anything. I said, try 30. He goes, why? I'm like, because there's people like you that want that house. Why do you want to live there? He goes, because of the area. I want to have my kids go to the school there. It's far away enough from Glen Oaks, but close enough to Kenneth Village where we could walk. I'll tell you why. I, 
Well, let's hear Ani's input and as far as what you think is going to happen. Um, I'll tell you why I personally wouldn't buy that property at that price. My personal opinion is that what we're talking about is microeconomy, like in the demographics of where we're at right now. But as a macroeconomy, I think we're dealing in uh, statewide, nationwide. We're dealing with the worldwide. same challenges worldwide. Yeah. I, we, absolutely. So first and foremost, if you... In my industry, we've had maybe already a handful of lenders that have closed down. Um, We have had uh, the interest rates uh, increase and are increasing for another. I mean, today I checked pricing for a $500,000 loan amount, a single family, I'm sorry, condominium, uh, owner-occupied, and FICO score of 648. So credit is not good, people. Yeah, full crap. dock, full dock, um, and I got pricing of six point eight seven five, and that was with a couple thousand dollars in fees. And by the way, that rate is thirty changing. year, thirty year fixed. Then okay. the ra- the rate is changing um, going forward. The next couple of weeks, we have another increase that's happening. So that's thirty two hundred eighty four dollars. Thirty three hundred. Including HOA, does not including yes. taxes. Thirty three hundred. Right. Including what would it have been? last year this time it would have been 3.5 percent so 3.5 percent 2245 that's a thousand fifty dollar thousand dollars difference so do you see why that there was all those bidding wars i i sure but that's what i'm saying like so so we have the few factors in place um we have this we have the interest rates we have um, what's happening living. with the cost of, we've had, un- unemployment is increasing, cost of living is increased, inflation. We have many, many companies that are right now gigantic companies and universities that are, universities are laying off teachers. I have, yes. I was reading articles that, that, you know, like industries that are not real estate related. See, what happens when financing becomes a challenge, the interest rates increase, United States, if not the world, but is governed by financing. People, the economy moves around when the financing starts opening up. The interest rates get more aggressive, um, lower when I say aggressive. So now, this past two years, I agree with you. We've had artificial increases. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous increases. Let me ask you this. When was, the, when was the last time and when will we ever see rates in the twos? We're probably not going to see it. In our lifetime, ever. I agree. I think we will. No, not in twos. I don't think we will never see it in twos again. Uh, Well, we may get close to fours or high threes. You know, we may be lucky to get there, in my opinion. Um, However, what I'm thinking here is going to happen. It's going to be a big adjustment. If the government does not step in in the six to eight months and fix this problem. How? you're absolutely right. They've already done enough damage the past couple They're of years. They're printing money all, left and All right. the money that they printed that caused. I mean, there were so many factors that went wrong. Aren't between, we getting another stimulus check? So, no, California I the Chio is getting Kredo, That's the not gas. helping us. I don't know. If I believe we're getting, there's another stimulus check coming where it's like so $700 I to $600 think per kid or per household. major crisis coming up. I think we're in recession right now. I think we're headed for far, far, it's gonna far. Be it's going to be depression. A, it's going to be beyond. Yeah, I think we're yeah. worse than we anticipated. Having said that, uh, you're right. Rent is crazy. And like those pocket properties, Arnold John, 
those I bet you that property is hot because somebody it was low priced. It was low priced. Somebody can get in there and cut that property and build a few units on it and make it a passive rental no, income in no, the long can't. term. You can't. Yes, you can't can. buy a few. It's twelve thousand square feet. It's twelve thousand, but it's a, it's a, it's zoned in an R one zone. It's so a, you, so how you about SB nine? SB nine. You really think Gl- Glendale hasn't passed that fully yet? They will. If LA is doing it, Glendale will get to it. He might go to you. You, ha- you will have you will have so neighbors with literally with pitchforks in front of the city hall. Okay, I mean, it's like near Kenneth. It's near Kenneth. Two units. Do you think that was aggressively priced? Do I think it was aggressive? Okay, let me ask you this. I know what it's going to go for. What do you think it's going to sell for? Million five. Over that. Okay, because that's the price it needs to be. But the at. land, no. the land is huge. They them pricing at one two two five or two four it's five. That's a that's a low price. No air conditioning. Doesn't matter. Nobody's Doesn't buying matter. it for they're the house. No, no air. I know they're not buying it for the house. No air. I'm I'm talking about the house. No air conditioning. Nope. Nobody cares. Windows are all old. Kitchen needs to be gutted. Bathrooms need to be gutted. The flooring. They're gonna put two three bedroom <laughs> homes so, on okay. it. Do you if think that the place? house that just sold above me? They bought it because the AC works? No, no, no. We had this conversation together as well, and I said exactly what you're saying to me as well. You're saying the exact same words I said to you. I said, nobody bought that house for the house. Of course. They bought it for the location. For the land. That's all it is. Yeah. But my point is, just like, I, I, didn't, just like I didn't buy that house, I wouldn't buy that house either. Because in today's market, if let's say you pay 1.6 for that 12,000 square feet property okay. below Kenneth. Uh-huh. To build, let's say, three thousand square foot house, you have no idea if it's going to cost you a million or a million five or two million. You have no idea. Well, again, you don't know what. Every, look, everybody's plans in the future are different. You know, you're talking about building a three thousand square foot house. Not everybody's going to build a three thousand. Well, you have a twelve thousand square feet lot. Well, maybe you're some build twelve hundred square oh, feet. Well, maybe that person's going to go in there, remodel, maybe do a little bit of an addition and live there. Everybody's different. You can't near, near Kenneth. I highly doubt it. Look, go look at the houses around it. Go look at, go look at the houses around. Look, when I was building my house, or when I was redoing my house, what did I do? I looked at the neighbors around me. I said, okay, what is the largest home on the lot? Am I going to overbuild for the neighborhood? No, you Absolute, don't want to. Absolutely not. Yeah, what course. did I build? I built just That's below the highest, yet still above what the smallest house was. Sure, sure. That I mean, you gotta be you got to be realistic. You can't look at it as... I'm, I'm buying this 12,000 square foot lot and I'm going to demo it. I'm going to build a 3,000. You have to look into design review board, the setbacks. All those are factors as well. You know how many projects there are? 12,000 square feet, you're not going to have setback issues. Or yes, you it's will. too big. No, you oh, won't. Yes, you will. Go look at how wide the lot is. You'll see that you'll have... Glendale requires five feet on each side. Okay, that's nothing. What do you mean it's Bird nothing? Bank requires it's, it, seven feet. But going back to the guys, going back to try to stay on topic, going back to, to the <laughs> real like, estate market and where we're trying headed. trying to hear the cats. Yeah. Come, <laughs> Come on back, guys. <laughs> Which one was that? <laughs> Edgar hasn't been here for two weeks. We haven't touched I the know, board. I There's love all this. That. It's fun. I was going to ask you which one is the For a guy one? who follows us as intimately as you do, you were asking where's Edgar? He's in Armenia. Where is he? Are you serious? He's asking what? Oh, Jesus Christ. is getting a colonoscopy right now. Would you? <laughs> at... They're circumcising late, him in too Armenia. Late. Uh, He's bending over. Cough, Eddie. Cough. <laughs> No, louder. <coughs> okay, go. Focus, real estate. Okay, I think it's gonna. we're going to have a hit, big hit, but there are opportunities. 
This is when people become multi Forget about look, the opportunity. You're going to get to really build generational wealth. Forget about I'm not. Yeah. We'll get to the opportunity. Yeah, there you go. But my argument with 99% of realtors has been that it's like they don't want to admit that the market is shifting and it the whole world is collapsing right now. We, we were on the I verge of a World War III. Dow, everything, S&P, everything is down. Facebook, Google, and all these guys have hiring freezes. Unemployment rates are going to go high because a lot of people are going to get laid off over the next possible 12, 18 months. A lot of companies are, I see it even in the application responses today versus six months ago. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have like 1,500 posts out there. Uh, all of these things are going to shift, which, and the interest rate going to 8, 9, 11% possibly next year. You think people are going to say, yeah, I'm going to go uh, buy Q- this. Keyword, to- keyword there is possibly. It's not possible. It's if all the signs are there. I don't know. You're all talking about the signs 10, are there. 11, 12%? Yes. Well, listen, that's a bold statement. He's referring to like right now. I funded a loan two months ago on a stated product, ten point three percent. That's a stated loan. Stated loan. So he might How, okay, a, but again, on a standard W two, whether it's one year of tax you know, returns I'm or two years eight, of tax, eight nine maximum. You know, I don't think it's. We gonna were be any spoiled. More than that. We were spoiled with these fours. Right. We were spoiled with these fives. We were spoiled with these threes and even these twos. We were spoiled with them. Twos, yes, but fours threes and five, were, you're not spoiled. Four, listen to what we've had wait. fours and in, fives in, all, no, all hold the on, wait. time. In in 2015 and 2016, when often we were like at that point where we were just like, okay, you know what, real estate is back to normal. When when we would see 4.725, we were like, oh my god, this is amazing. Lock the rate in right no, now. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. The interest rate, it should not be such a huge thing yeah. about it. But, however, don't forget, we've hiked like this. Uh, you're absolutely okay? right. So, this we, we had like property prices going up like this artificially. How, 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 could so, you, how could it not hike things up when, when if somebody can afford, let's say, for example, an $8,000 mortgage, the difference between 5% and 2.7% is is the difference between buying a $1.4 million house or $2 million. Now it's like, well, let me go get a $2 million house because sure. payment's the same. Sure. No, no, no. Right? It does. Absolutely. Now, so you have to look at it like this. buying power change. I, you're, no, absolutely right. You have to look at it like this. If you can afford your payment, you buy. If you can't afford your payment, don't buy. But here's the challenge. Unemployment's. People are being laid off. Correct. But There, you, there are things happening night. that are going to be adjusting night. Somebody who's going to pay, uh, instead of paying 4000 for somebody who's paying 4000 rent in Glendale, they are going to go buy something in Silmar and get into something small and just be okay with it because it's a ridiculous amount. They will move out of Glendale. Yeah. They will go to Santa Clarita. Those purchases will happen. But having said that, the adjustment is going to be big in my opinion. Having said that, we need to focus on where the opportunity lies, in my opinion. And right now, we have a lot of business owners that are paying 5000 10000 rent for office space, for restaurant space, for such places. Today, SBA gives 100% financing, and you can purchase into that, and you can get your loan done with SBA, of course, through your local broker or whoever you go with, whether to go through your people or through us or whatever it is. 
this way, at least in the future, I think they're going to be, I'm looking forward in you finding me a commercial property because I'm looking forward in buying that property for a better deal and getting my financing for a better deal and getting myself into something that otherwise would have been a little bit more challenging. For business owners, there's incentives coming up, people that are paying high rents. But um, we have to kind of manage our finances, my personal opinion. We need to stop spending the way we splurged. We yeah. need to really watch 100%. our spendings. We need to we need to be careful, you know, where we're headed, especially those that have a family. Like, I do that with my kids. I go through weekly reports on my American Express bill. I'm like, they, my kids have a way of initialing what's like A, C, and I, my yeah. daughter's name. You know, you're spent, was this really necessary? Was this really unnecessary? Because, because I don't, it's not about instilling fear. We are going towards that. Yeah. And I rather be able to manage my spending and take care of my kids the way I kind of have yeah. than not being able to, right? You have to have rainy day funds. You have to have rainy day funds. All the people that were splurging their money on alcohol, Rolexes, oh all goodness. this crap. I'm looking forward to buying cheap Rolexes. <laughs> I had a, I had a client reach out to me. <laughs> Listen to this. I had a client reach out to me. He goes, I want to buy a condo. I Green said, where? He goes, gold. yeah, he goes, I, I want to buy a condo. I'm like, where? He goes, in Glendale. I'm like, okay, cool. Let me send you to one of my lenders. They'll get you pre-qualified. We'll figure out what your budget is. And then, you know, at that point, we'll know, okay, what your down is, what your credit score, your income, all that. And then we'll see which program we're going to go with. I go, how much do you have as far as savings? He goes, about 25000 I don't get it. I'm like, did what they, do you mean? How many million did they want? What were they looking no, He was looking for like a condo, small condo for huh. himself. He was a single guy. I, and I go twenty five thousand. I'm like, but you're, you're driving an M five. What what do you what do you why do you have all that, like twenty five thousand in the so account? Wrong, right? And he goes, well, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. He goes, I got about like six Rolexes. I'm gonna sell them off, and then I'll, I might have enough for the down payment. And I'm just in my head. It just it doesn't it doesn't process to me that. How do you not have a backup? Like, like what what are you thinking, man? If like you said, if they're shit not hits thinking. the fan, they're if not shit thinking. hits the fan, what are you gonna do? That watch is not gonna be when and not if. It's not an if at this point. That's what I, did when? I, did I say that? I said yeah. when, shit, when shit hits the fan? Yeah. yeah. That's what I said. I, you I said I, if yeah. did I say if or when? I said you when said shit if. hits the fan. It's all good. Hold on, let me rewind it. Uh, it's rewind all beautiful. It. But anyways, no, no, when, absolutely. If, we need to have when, a whatever it is. It hits the fan. That fourteen, fifteen, two thousand dollar payment that you have on that car, was it worth it? The twenty, fifteen, thirty thousand, whatever it was for those watches, was it worth it? I don't know. It just it, for me it just doesn't wrap around my head. Some people might look at me and be like, ah, he doesn't want to spend it. No, it's not about that. There's other priorities I have in life. Absolutely. I That's why know. I think there's going to be foreclosures coming ahead. That's why I feel like there's going to be a lot of properties. That, uh, the, there are going to be a lot of cars that are going to go selling cheaper. 100%. There's going to be a lot of Rolexes out there that they're going to have to get rid of. I mean, I'm waiting this past for the couple of years, me too, a couple of years, like the way people have been spending, it's like... It's like it's going out of stock. Like Vorinch. An- Andre, like toilet paper in 2020. Andre says Milgard windows have a six-month lead time now. I'm having trouble getting anything for wow. my job sites. It's not a supply issue now. It is an employment issue. Um, People have gotten lazier. People yeah, Vic says construction has slowed down significantly. Anyone who says no, they are working on old contracts. It's unbelievable Absolutely. what's happening. Materials are at its highest cost, and consumers are holding off. 
See what what is like everything is like there's what do you guys think? Do you guys think COVID did this? Of course. Of Bec- course COVID did it. Because look, even even in healthcare, right? We have technically shortage of hospitals, but there's hospitals shutting down because they're they're having employment issues. They're having financial issues, so they're shutting down wings, and then some of them shutting down completely. Because the thing is, what I don't understand is like, COVID hit the world. They came up with this the vaccine. They printed all this money. You know, a president was replaced. Everything was fine. Everything was fine. And you know, not to get into conspiracy theories or anything, but they say you know this was all planted. What planted for failure? Planted for what? Like, what was the point of all Great this? reset. Because this what, big of a reset? Yes. I think there's a bigger thing that they did. They distra- distracted us. I think what happened was they they created all this to distract for the bigger reset. They, they cleaned their own money. Yeah. All I this money they printed. Who did all this money go to? Who did, oh. did all this money went to the banks? All this money went back to the Amazons and the Walmarts and... That's where all this money went. See, to. what blows my mind is you have forty billion dollars to send to a foreign country when your people here are basically struggling. Forty, sixty-seven. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm saying talking about the first check, no the first check that was it's, written. It's not going to that country. It's for there's a back story that we don't that, know. We'll see that on Netflix in I'm about saying. a couple like, years. A, so they're exactly. So that's what it comes down to. No, no, I know. I know what you I know exactly what you mean. We'll see that on Netflix in a couple of years or Hulu Plus or one of those yeah, yeah. one of those subscriptions. But it's like it just it, when you talk about America first, keep America great, make America great, that's racist. You have all this crap going on in Ukraine. You cut check after check after check after check, but the same thing is happening in Armenia, and no one bats an eye. Well, it's clear reasons. It's, uh, this Armand, is no... Armand had posted something about why U.S. is why they're helping Ukraine versus why Armenia it's the is biggest I money mean, laundering, clear, disgusting clear reasons behind it. Again, where is the money? That's that's where you know. Again, a little bit ago you talked about reserves, right? How you have your rainy day money, 100%. you know, and that's why you can speak the way you do. That's why I speak the way I do, you know, but like when you have like Armenia, Armenia, what was, where, where were we the past 30 years? Where were our weapons? How did we protect our, how, how did we prepare ourselves? So where was our, all you, we sold our gold, our minds uh, to Russia, Russia. Like why would we do that? So, you know, again, it goes back to how we did what we did, you know. But going back to real estate, um, we're headed into some serious waters. And uh, we need so. to, yeah, and I, I don't, and I'm not negative. I get up, by the way, I get up. It, it, it's tough to be in this business right now. Um, I'm the first one to admit, I'm not complaining, I'm grateful. I get up every morning and I say, today I'm going to get a few businesses in. You know, I just, I say that to myself. There's new loans coming in, (laughs) you know, because it's the mindset, right? The power of your mindset is huge. I go in there and I can't complain. I'm blessed enough to see a deal here and there popping in here and there where versus we funded like 15 deals a month, Yeah, you know, and this is me loan officer, not with loan officers. Yeah. So, so, you know, 
we get in and we do what we have to do to make it work. We work as a team to collaborate together. Fortunately, my cost of expenses is very manageable, so I, w- I will be staying in the long term because I can handle it. But for those that have huge offices, there are those that, you know, uh, we're not really <laughs> Finance prepared. Finance America. You know, <laughs> good luck. You know what I mean? But they went again, belly under last week. Oh, they did? Finance of America is gone. Who? Are you serious? Finance of America, it's we gone. We had a branch who, next to who us. Who is that? So it's the one, the company that bought out Skyline and a bunch uh, of other... Uh, they're they done as of last up. week? Yeah. Wow. Oh. Remember, uh, what's it called? House America was supposed to be Finance of America. Yeah, yeah, And they did right. it. They kind of branched out on their own. That's it was, right. It was a bad structure, man. Every single loan officer I spoke to that was talking to about Finance of America, they were like, the infrastructure that they've created was set up for disaster. You know what? That happens, though, quite often when the market gets pretty crazy, which takes us back to quality. See, it's, you're it's successful. It's a nice little sift it's a of sift. the you're sand. You're successful. I'm successful. You're successful in your field. We were talking about it before you, we even got on the show. It's because we care. Every client that walks into my office, if it doesn't make sense for the client, I don't care if you know, they take it offense that I, I don't do their transaction or I guide them the right way. That might not be their way. Bottom line is we as professionals have our fiduciary duty, right? To make the right, help them make the right decision, not steer them, not guide them, but help them make the right decision. Do you know how many clients called me that they were like, I got a property in Palmdale and I'm looking to sell it ASAP. What do you do? I turned 13 of them away Thank this you. year. And they go, you don't want to make any money? No. I go, no, I don't want to make any money. And they go, why? I go, listen, this is what's, what's going to happen. You turned what away? 13 deals from Palmdale, Lancaster, Acton. Uh, Can you say why, though? I'll tell you why. Okay. I don't this know if important. I've said This is okay. important for our viewers. This is, this is why I turned it down. You bought it for X amount of dollars. You're expecting X amount, Y amount of dollars back. You know for a fact, and I know for a fact, you're not going to get why, right? So what's going to happen is I'm going to list the property. You're not going to get what you want for it. I'm going to call you. We're going to have a conversation, and I'm going to say, you need to drop the price, and you're going to drop the price. It may sit on the market again. It may sell, but you're going to end up selling it for a lower amount, and then you're going to turn around. You're going to say, and I'm going to say this in Armenian, but there's such and then you're going to tell your homeboys and you're going to tell your family members. And what's going to happen? My reputation is going to go down. So for me, that X amount of dollars that I'm going to make on that and the back and forth I'm going to be doing away from my family is not worth, it's not it. worth it. It's not worth it. And the artificial inflation of the market in that area, oh my gosh. I feel bad for the people that how, actually live there. How about the condition of the homes that you have to sell They're now? They're disgusting. They're disgusting. But how many people bought homes based on that, that... Many. 90%. Many. Not just there. I'm talking about in general, where they were like, well, I'll grow a few plants, make extra four grand. They'll cover the difference in what I can Palmdale, Cathedral City. Palmdale, Cat City, uh, Acton, Lancaster. These are like... uh, Where else is it? Maybe I want to say 70% of the purchases. Leona Valley. All of them. No, more than 70. So you see, there were so many factors. Now that's all done, right? That's all done. Of course it is. And the house, have you seen how bad of a damage those drywalls are? Yeah. It's almost. They have to tear everything down. And these people can't even afford to fix up the place. I had one one guy... Closures. Yeah. I had one guy call me. He goes, um, hey, can you... uh, 
can you sell the property? I said, where is it? He goes, it's in Big Bear. I'm like, no, I'm not a Big Bear agent. I'm not going to sell it. And he goes, uh, well, can you tell me what to do with it? I said, what do, you, what, do you want, what do you want me to tell you to do with it? He goes, i got to bring it back up to what it needs to look like. I go, bro, i got to see it in order for me to tell you what it looks like. He goes, okay, I could either, I'll pick you up, we'll go there, or I could FaceTime you. I'm like, no, no. Oh, I'm, gosh. I'm not, don't pick me up. FaceTime Just FaceTime me. me. So he FaceTimes me, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, can you pan the camera up? He pans it up, just black mold. I'm like, gut the entire drywall, open up all the windows while you're in summer, and let it air out. And then I need you to insulate the house, re-drywall it, redo your kitchen, your bathrooms, your floors. He goes, bro, that's going to cost me uh, two hundred, dollars $100,000 well, to course. do. Of course. What do you think? I'm like... You can't finance that house. I'm like, how much, did you, how much money did you make in the past two years that you owned it? Well, that has nothing to do with it. I'm like, well... That has everything to do with it. has it. everything to do with it. You're the owner of the Hello, home. How much did you spend yeah. and make to spend now? I'm like, like you got to bring... Simple math, you know, right? Like, you got to bring it up to par. And he goes, well... There's another way I could renovate it. I'm like, you know what, bro? Just forget my phone number. Yeah, I'm no, like, I, I want to have nothing to do with whatever you're going to do. Believe me, I'm in the same boat. You know, when they come to me, I, I, I push them away. It's not worth if, it. It's not worth it. Like, they come to me, they're like, I had one today. Can you do 5% down VOE program? Those I days said, are gone. I said, those days are gone to begin with. And second of all, no, no, no. But, um, I mean, I don't want to get any more detail, but... The challenge is a lot of people in our profession do a lot of unethical things. Um, sometimes I don't blame them, but I don't accept, expect it. I don't respect it. They're desperate, so they make some desperate decisions. They don't belong in our industry. They don't belong in they, our industry. They ruin you know? our reputation. Yes, absolutely. So that really, like for me, my passion is to guide our people in the community, like because there's nothing wrong in filing taxes. There's nothing wrong in reflecting depreciation because you bought this and that and that and that and you can put in there and that's income. There's nothing wrong in putting a payment plan in on the taxes and yeah. paying for it. But do it the right way. You'll feel good. Look at during the PPP times, we all got paid. Yeah, That was free money, all the taxes we had paid for. So, you know, this is what we need to guide. And unfortunately, many people in our profession don't and... They ruin it for us, yeah. right? So There's people you want to help guide in the right direction, and some of them just, they don't listen. They don't listen. They just don't no. listen. Like we had one where it was a stated program, and we had to go stated because his taxes weren't sufficient enough. And he goes, oh, I could buy down the rate for about $6,000. Like, Why would you buy down the rate? Well, my payment will be cheaper. Like, bro, we're going to refinance you in about two months. What are you talking about? Why would you want to refinance? Why would, why would you want to buy down? Why would you want to buy down? He goes, well, my payment will be cheaper. I'm like, listen, understand what you're saying to me. You want to pay $6,000 out of pocket for two months worth of payments? We're saving $400. He goes, <laughs> oh, well, I didn't think of it that way. He goes, I was See, thinking. See, that's why you explain. Not many people do. But you know what the problem is? There are, unfortunately, there are unethical lenders and unethical agents that won't do that. that They'll won't be like, do that. Oh, this guy wants to buy the rate down? Hell yeah. Let me charge him another extra point. Go, well, you know, this is what we have to do. And then you know what they'll do? For six months, they'll ride that out, and then they'll refinance them. They'll refinance them out. Yeah, I know. Levick is asking if the prices of the homes go down. You think the rental prices will go up or down as well? No, there'll be an adjustment on yeah. the rental, too. Everything, I'm a firm believer it's going to go down, too. Yeah. It can't. You know, I mean... Now, once people stop paying rent and can't afford it, and vacancies start of course it's gonna prolonging... Happen. 
that's when you'll realize that okay the rental market will adjust but absolutely um, construction is going to go down cost of construction is going to be impacted as well let's just hope we just get this guy out of office man well but again i i think people need to understand this is not a bad thing it should have hap- happened a couple of years ago yeah it's sure just the the inevitable was postponed but hold on it depends it's, you're saying it's not a bad thing it's not it's a, it's a ba- it depend on who depends on who it is there's people that for me, it's a fantastic thing. I'm hoping for foreclosures to come in. I'm sure you are as well. Because why? You get a deal on it. But there's people that it's... Okay, but that's just... That's part, that's, of, I mean, that's part of yeah. their decision-making. Because how can this continue? Like, okay, let's say this continues. What are... what are Ima, your kids are a little bit older. What are our kids supposed to pay? $3 million million to buy a condo? Well, no, of course not. That's why you got to set your kids up. How do you set them up? But even if you set you, them you up, there s- has to be some sort so of So you have to buy them a house you so that to, they don't have to pay $18 million to buy a 2,000 square feet home. Which, which unfortunately, it's unfortunate. I agree you with them on that. It. That's what I'm working on. Now. That's to. the stage I, I'm in. You yeah, have to. Maybe your kid doesn't want to live on Kenneth. Then. Sell it and but go do whatever okay. you want. Yeah, I, will, I will set, I will uh, set you your life base, up in a way where, see, like my next step is basically multi-unit, meaning five plus. Mine too. Yeah, five plus. <laughs> but you know, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, I. So why? Because it's it's something where, again, going back to what my dad said, it's not for me. Where I pick this up 30 years from now, you know, I'll be 66 years old. I'll be retired. That thing will be paid off. I don't know how much longer I'll live or if I'll even make it to 66. Of course but, you will. But uh, it's something where you put it in a trust and you go, Eileen, Alec, take care of this. This is something that is for you guys. It's free and clear. This is what you're... Because Social Security ain't going to pay me shit. It's not. It's not going to pay you anything. It's not going to pay you anything. You need to generate income for yourself. Passive income. Passive income. You need to basically make money while you sleep. Well, I'll have Social Security. Then... (laughs) Disability, Toshak, Section 8. (laughs) No, but to me, this is a wonderful thing for people who can truly... Uh, take advantage of it, which that's how most people have become wealthy. Of course. Is when everything goes down, you know, as as Warren Buffett says, when people are aggressive, step away. When people, when they're greedy and aggressive, when people are afraid of running away, that's when you want to buy. Mm. And that's how he's he's become the $100 billion, the, the genius investor that he is. Because you gotta you got to take advantage of these markets. Uh, if do. this doesn't happen, you can never create wealth. There's no other way to do it. It's not just in real estate. Everything. Everything. Stock market, everything is going to change. A lot of people who, let's say, every other corner, let's say, was opening up some you know, new barbershop or new beauty salon or new this that. or new that. All, a lot of, not a lot, but there's a percentage of even these small mom and pops that are going to close down, which means... When the market shifts, it's going to give new new people, people opportunity, yeah, to come in and let's say to revitalize it or bring in new blood, a new idea, new or a different method of doing something, and and all of a sudden we'll look back and say, oh shit, you know, well this was not such a bad thing, but people will suffer for a short period of time. See, the only thing when you say that, the only thing I'm honestly concerned about, and this is like, like the literally the only thing I'm worried about is when shit does hit the fan. I just hope crime doesn't go up. 
It will. Well, depends who we have. If we have Gascon, it's of course going it's going to go up. Let me look at what's happening. We have Gascon sitting at the, and Sheriff Villanueva. If he gets kicked out, then I hope Crusoe wins as well. And man. if we get what's her name, Karen Bass, Bass in office, we might as well move to shout. Those shout weapons were registered. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, Either way, uh, it's going to be interesting times. Trying ahead. times. Yeah, it's going to be interesting times. times. We'll learn from it. But, Adventure, yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah. when you're spending your money, ask yourself this very important question. Do I want it or do I need it? Yes. That's a very important question. If you want it... You know what I learned? You could, you could put it... You know what? You could say, I could want this later. But if you need it, that's when you buy it. I, I think this is maybe 15 years or so ago when I kind of implemented the strategy. I'm not talking about small things, but let's say if I wanted to buy something that was $500, $1,000, I wouldn't buy it. I'd come home. If, if I happened to be there and I see it, let's say I saw this. You really oh. like it, yeah. yeah. I'd say, okay, I'll get it. Then I'd come home. If I'm willing to go back again, let's say a few days later or a week later. You still want it. That means I, I, I need it. It's not just it. because I yeah. want 72 it. 72-hour rule? Is that what it is? Well, kind of a thing? I, I didn't necessarily have 72. It was just, let's say, in the next few days, next week or so. If it's constantly on my mind, where well, I'm like, you know, I really could need this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, whereas, because you see a lot of things, you're like, oh, shit, I could really, especially if you go to Costco, Oh shit! I, I need this. Uh, so go to Costco hungry. You yeah, need it, but you <laughs> not, I know. Not just terrible. hungry, boy. You're like, I need this air-powered nail gun. <laughs> no, what the fuck are you gonna do with the nail gun? You're gonna. And then I gotta buy the metal shelf yeah. for my toolbox. <laughs> you end up coming out with thirty-four hundred dollars worth of crap oh, you don't need, geez. and now you have less space in the garage. Example, have you noticed right. how much junk we have and how much we buy? If you go through our closets and oh the garages, God. it's insane. The best is when when your aga I yeah mean, when your there. clients sell. It was like I had a I had a client. I moved them from a condo to a house, and then they lived there for years, and then they were selling the house to move back to a condo, and they <laughs> they had the U-Haul, and the, it was so funny. They were like this high net family, and they were putting shit in the U-Haul, and the. That the mom, what was the mom's name? I think it was like Silva or Rima or something like that. The dad, he's in the garage just putting shit in the U Haul. He goes, Silva is cock of ordinance. It's car condo. You like, like, none of this shit was there. Like, where did all this shit come from? Like, it's like with our with people, it's like you see an empty space, you just want to fill it with shit. <laughs> man, oh, man, it's geez. a whole different topic. <laughs> Anything else? We oh, dude, it's been three hours. That's it. Yeah, wow. it's 10 30. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we call it a night? This is awesome. By the way, look out for watch out for my book. It's coming out, The Power of Amut, and I'm uh, optimistic. Is there a release date yet, or uh, not yet? But soon will be because soon. I have the publisher looking into it. So looking forward to you know. Well, we'll, that. well, maybe we'll have you back during the release, and we'll <laughs> okay, talk about we'll the power. Of, we'll talk more about the power. The of power Amut. of Amut. Yeah. Thank you so much, by the way, for having me. Thank you. Uh, dear audience for watching this awesome, interesting, uh, God knows what kind of topic <laughs> we talked we about. We tend to digress from topic to topic. We did. But no, thank it's always you. fun having you on. Yeah, thank you. It's always fun being with you guys. You guys are true gentlemen. I really appreciate you guys having you know me here as we well. We try. Yeah. Yeah. You do good. <laughs> That's why we were red hat, so you don't see us blushing. <laughs> By the way, it's not a MAGA hat. There was a, there was a Karen at... <laughs> Oh 
my God, I know, right? So let me tell you guys the story, and then we'll, and then we'll call it a night. So a parent's dropping off their kids. I'm wearing this hat, and she, and I'm, mind you, there's kids there, there's parents there. It's chaotic, and she yells, Donald Trump sucks. And I turn around, she sees it's an angel's hat. She's just like dumbfounded, like, well, I, I screwed up my Friday night. <laughs> Like, you know, there were other red like, ads before I'm like, Trump. I'm like, sweetheart, right? you are part of the problem. You so called people, her a sweetheart? No. Why are we so divided? But anyways, yeah, it's it's good versus evil at this point. Life it's not even. Yeah. I know, right? But anyways, guys, Thank you, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, today's Viking music. Yes. Kanye West is buying parlor. Oh, oh is he? Ooh. Let's see what happens with well, Elon, Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Twitter. Know, so. What's next? We'll see. Uh, today's podcast will be up and running on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, all major platforms, manana. Uh, other than that, everybody else, we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Peace. And get your pets neutered. Get your pets <laughs> neutered and spayed. Remember prices? <laughs> prices, right? I think he still says it. He's, yeah, he still says it. Get your pets neutered and spayed. <laughs> we should end it with it, that every time now. And some of you get yourself neutered. Yeah, some of you go get yourselves neutered and spayed. <laughs>